Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. What's happened to Mike Schmidt, 40-year-old boy podcast? I'm going to tell you right now, there's going to be a point in this podcast where you hear a bird. And not just one bird. There may be two different birds. There's a bird outside who's making a cooing noise, like a lovebird, like a dove, like a kookaburra. I don't know. Then there's another one who's squawking and screeching. I don't know what he's got going on. It's a it's a veritable jungle outside. It's You know what? I'm going to go baloo them. I might go out there and tell them, look, I need you to quiet down because I've got to do the bare necessities of recording a podcast in an apartment instead of in a studio like the fanciest of fancy people. And the fancy people are out there. Don't kid yourself. Podcasts multiplying by the millions every goddamn day. How many do you listen? to let me uh, let me amend that how many do you download how many podcasts do you download and then you don't listen to them i have people this is great people will write me and they'll be like ah oh, man i'm a little behind on the show i haven't listened for a year <laughs> like well at the rate i'm recording them you'll catch up sooner than later quite frankly uh but a year i can't even imagine like i told you i had fucking piles of newspapers and shit like that that i had to get rid of because i was saving them and going well i'll just go through these eventually just the other day uh, i subscribed to a baseball newsletter because i've got it like that and there's a writer named Joe Sheehan, and I like I've liked his writing from the baseball prospectus, and I enjoy his work. And he's a guy I've read him for free forever. And then I just felt to myself, you know what, man, I owe this guy some money because I I truly believe that people who work or are artists or or work in this industry need to be rewarded for their work. And he does good work. The guy writes great stuff about baseball. I've learned things from him. I've been entertained by him, whether it's Twitter or Baseball Prospectus or Sports Illustrated, wherever I followed the guy, I've been enjoying his articles. So I said, you know what? I'll throw this guy a little coin. I'll flip him a biscuit. Here you go. Uh, that's what I call money biscuits. I flip him a biscuit. I only, and it was large, ridiculously, it was only one biscuit to subscribe. I, this guy's got to look at his business plan. I'm going to be honest. It wasn't even money. I'm not, you know what? I got to take it back. It wasn't even cash. It truly was just a biscuit and not even like a good biscuit. Like I, it wasn't like a Pillsbury grand or something I got from some bakery somewhere where it was all puffy and cool. No, it was some bullshit, horrible. I, I didn't even pop it out of the tube. I don't think, you know what? I think I bought it dry. 
Oh, man. There's two things you don't want dry. Ass fucking and biscuits. Let's can we, can we all agree on that this early in the show? And uh, and unfortunately, I broke that cardinal rule with the biscuits. Let's not get into me and Joe Sheehan and butt fucking. I don't want to talk about that. It's not to be discussed. He's a baseball writer and he's above that sort of thing. Uh, although if that was on the table for paying for it, then saves me a little biscuit money. Then I would say, all right, let's do this. Possibly. I would think about it because, again, I owe this guy. I owe, I owe this guy an ass fucking. I love his opinions on baseball so much. I owe this guy an ass fucking. I don't think there's any argument about that. Uh, but I wanted to flip him some dough, right? So I'm like, all right. So I subscribed to his newsletter last summer because and also the walls were closing in on all of us. None of us had anything going on. And, and the pandemic was upon us. And I'm like, well, you know what? This fucking guy's got to survive like the rest of us. Why don't I give him a biscuit? I flip him a biscuit for his baseball opinions because I've been, I've been stealing them in my opinion, for years and years. So I owe him not just for the new stuff, but I'm paying him for all of the stuff that I've read in the past. That's that's the way baseball works. Like, it's funny because all these people are like, oh man, this dude is totally overpaid. When it's like, yes, but uh, you're making him, you're giving him 25 million this year, but you paid him like $100,000 for five years when he was crushing the ball and fans were paying to come into the park and see him. And now he's getting paid for, for being great for a long time. You get rewarded at the end of it. That's the way the structure and payment in baseball is, is handled. And people are still like, nah, he's overpaid. Well, you didn't think he was overpaid fucking five years ago. You fucking dink. I hate sports fans. All right. But I love baseball and I love Joe Sheehan. So I flipped him a biscuit. I'm like, I'll go ahead and check out his newsletter. And uh, and let me tell you something. Uh, his newsletter is is the man's a, he's prolific. If nothing else, he sends out this newsletter. It goes right to your email box and it uh, it sits there. It sits there and it gathers dust. Now, you can delete it. You can just say, well, I'm not going to get to that and delete the goddamn thing. But then you think to yourself, you know what? I, I uh it, it's it's a lot different when you've paid for it because I'll get stuff from like the L.A. Times, or the Washington Post. And uh, well, I actually I pay for the Washington Post. This is a bad example, but stuff from like L.A. Magazine or Jenny's Ice Creams, whatever fucking newsletters or bullshit. Why, why would I be in an ice cream newsletter? I'm I'm I bought ice cream from them once and now I get an email every goddamn day. It's one of those deals. Like I, it was when I was with my ex, I bought her some spicy hot ice cream and, and, and you know, thinking that that would bring us back together. Hey, you like this, right? Don't you? Goodbye. Uh, and then, and then Jenny's ice cream went, well, here's what we're going to do every month for the next five years. We're going to send you an email to remind you of the time you bought ice cream, thinking it was going to help. How about that? And we'll advertise different flavors. And occasionally we'll tell you about that one spicy flavor that you bought that you really thought was going to make a difference. Good for you. Good for you. Digging the depths of your pocket and flipping us a biscuit for uh, a relationship saving ice cream that did not do the fucking trick. And yet here we are with more ice creams that could possibly help. That's probably what they're thinking. You know, that one didn't work, but we have so many other ice creams. You could go ahead and send off long distance to try to go ahead and salvage things. Could you do that five years later? You fucking idiot. No, I could not. But thank you for the thought, Jenny's ice cream. Um, But I wind up, you know, and, and you know how it is. Also, you, some of you sons of bitches have put me on fucking emailing lists that I don't know how at, at, uh, at the email address I give at the end of this fucking show. Somehow I, I wind up getting some sort of subscription emails that come to my fucking box. And I'm like, I didn't subscribe to this goddamn thing. I don't need to know about air conditioning or whatever the fuck, but people do it. They sign me up and they're like, yay. And ha ha, I got one over on Mike. And I'm <laughs> I just like, yay. You caused me one second of hitting the delete button. Good for you. What a prank. Yeah, you totally bamboozled me. Although I will say this, and I'm I'm going to throw this out there, because I, I don't even know if this person listens anymore. All right, I don't know if this person's around or alive, but but whomever out there in listener land, and I've referenced this before, and I've talked about it, and I've I've waited for it to change. 
I've waited for it to end. I've waited for things to be different. I've waited for things to go ahead and fall, fall off a cliff or, or just the gears to grind to a halt. But let me tell you this, the person out there who, and this has been 10 years now, this is, this is a good 10 years, maybe, uh, or, or eight years, I would assume. Cause we were into the podcast. Cause I talked about it on the podcast that this thing showed up and, and it has not stopped. And I don't, uh, I, so God love you. I don't know if you paid for a lifetime subscription or you continue to renew me yearly and you think it is the greatest prank of all time. Perhaps you do. And I can't blame you because every time I open the mailbox and this is staring at me, I roll my eyes and go, Jesus Christ, not again. Seriously. I mean, it doesn't fool me and it doesn't, but I do laugh at it because I'm like this is just the dedication to the bit. As I always say, commit to the bit. That's all you got to do. If you commit to the bit, that's half the goddamn battle. You know, funny or not, that's all that's all in the interpretation of the audience. But if you commit to the fucking bit, if you go full Jim Carrey and Ace Ventura and you hit the back wall of the goddamn arena with your nonsense, then that's uh, that's half the battle. And then you're, they're going to come along because they're going to see just how fucking invested you are in the bit. And they're going to go, oh, yeah, no, we owe this guy. It's like it's you know what? It's like the Joe Sheehan baseball writing of ridiculously over the top performances. Just go ahead and do, you owe him at that point. You're like, we owe this guy laughs. He squeezed them out of me. I wanted to withhold all of my smiles. I wanted to keep my teeth hidden from this gentleman. I did not want to participate in any mirth at all. And yet, and yet, when you see how hard he's working, when you see that when he, when he commits to the fourth somersault, when he dunks the toilet plunger on his face a fifth time, I have to give it up. I have to give it up. And then you do. And you know what? You feel good about it, don't you? Don't sit there with a, with a stick in your ass. Especially not if it's dry. I think we covered that earlier in the show. Biscuits and ass fucking. That's that's the two. That's the two things that you can't go in dry on. Uh, but you, uh, you you sit there and you think to yourself, well, I'm going to go ahead and fix this or I'm going to change it or I'm going to turn it around. And, and no, you give it up. You give it up for this fella because he's working his goddamn ass off. What the fuck was I talking about? Oh, I'm talking about this, the bit. So you commit to the bit. And this has been at least 10 years. I, I, I can't because here's the thing. I'm petrified to call and find out. I don't, I don't want to send an email, uh, like checking it out just on the off chance. This is some bullshit that was supposed to end seven years ago. And then they're like, oh yeah, no, you owe us seven years of back funds or whatever the fuck. And I'll be like, nah, I think not. Uh, and then I wind up involved in a, in a, in a fucking <laughs> lawsuit with these people. All right. Well, let me tell you what it is, uh, for 10 years, at least at the minimum, I get, uh, and, and at this point I've forgotten cause I don't even open it anymore. Cause I used to open it all the time and I'll tell you why. Cause this is so dumb. Um, first of all, this thing used to come to my house in Mylar. It was, it was completely wrapped in Mylar so nobody could see what it was, which I thought was an excellent commentary on where we were as a country. I'm like, Oh, that's nice that you got to order this and it's wrapped. It's a secret package that comes to your fucking house. Cause you don't want people to know, uh, someone subscribed me to, and I I'm, I'm pretty sure it's the advocate magazine or it's out magazine. It's one of the two. Uh, I can't remember unless they're, and they could be one of the same. I have no idea. And you know what? I'll be honest with you. I might be getting both. I don't know, but someone, one of you motherfuckers signed me up a decade ago at the very least to, to receive home delivery of the advocate. And I, I used to come in Mylar, which I said was like hilarious because it was just the, the shame of having to read a magazine for your preferences. It was just, that would just, they didn't want to out you via the mail. You go out to get your mail and the fucking mailman gives you a wink. He's like, ho, ho, how you doing? You want to meet me in the small truck? There's plenty of room. And you're like, whoa, buddy. I just like the articles. Uh, or a fan signed me up or a friend or whatever the fuck, but whomever it was signed me up. And I'm telling you, 
It has come for 10 years, every month. The only change is that it is no longer in mylar. It is now in, get this, clear plastic, but also with a cardboard folder over it. And, and the only thing I could think of is like they weren't, it wasn't any advancements in the way that we think about the LGBTQ community. It was merely that Mylar probably cost too much. They finally decided, you know what? This Mylar is breaking us. There's so many people out there with secrets. That, that, that is truly what happens with a lot of magazine publishing companies. They're, the, the amount, the budget they spend on Mylar because of the secrets of their subscribers. Oh, Jesus Christ. It'll put them right in the goddamn poorhouse. That's what happened to Condé Nast. Go Google it. Condé Nast is in the poorhouse. Because of all the mylar they had to use to wrap everybody's copies of Jugs and all that other bullshit. I do not know if Jugs was a Condé Nast magazine. I have no idea. Talk to Larry Flint. Well, don't. He's dead. Um, but I get the advocate delivered to my house every, I mean, every goddamn month it comes. And now I don't even, like I said, I, cause here's, I will say this. and Because this speaks to who I am. And I know it's ridiculous. It, it, should, it shouldn't matter. When the Mylar would be on it, I would tear open the Mylar and then the magazine would be there. And then I would, uh, I would tear off my address label and shred it. And then I would rip the magazine into shreds. I don't know why. Is someone to go through my garbage and, and see that there's the, the, the fucking advocate isn't there? I mean, what the, it's, there's a lot of other worse things about it. Believe me, when you find 45 chocolate candy bar wrappers, that's a lot more embarrassing than a copy of the fucking advocate. All right. Uh, so, so I don't know what the fuck I was thinking, but, but then when they switched to cardboard and, and plastic instead of mylar, I, uh, I would tear off the plastic. I would tear the cardboard off. I would then tear the magazine in like two or three pieces and throw that away. And then I would, I would shred the address label. And again, I don't know why. I don't know what I was thinking. You know, I did because again, who am I, by the way, that someone's going to go, ho, ho, we've, we've nailed you is fucking that long haired idiot from TMZ or the fucking boss. But it, and he's gay anyway. He's probably like, Hey, can I borrow this copy? Cause I didn't get this copy. I mean, he's not going to care. No, nobody's going to care. Uh, and again, it's just a fucking magazine. You know, if the pages are stuck together, then you got me. Although I, is there a centerfold in fucking out or the advocate? I'm going to pretend I don't know. So I'm going to ask that question to you guys. Uh, no, I flipped through it before. There's a lot of shiny guys in there. A lot of guys with bronzer. Let me tell you this. Uh, I don't want to speak too. uh, I don't know a whole lot about the LBGTQ community, except for the fact that they need to be supported to the best of our abilities and the best. And, and there's no reason to even say it to the best of our abilities. Just fucking support people. People, everybody's the same. We're all the fucking same. Who cares? Uh, except I will say that the guys in the advocate love bronzer. Oh my goodness. Do they love the bronzer and they're really good at, uh, at, at, uh, sit-ups. Oh, Jesus Christ. You could, you could grate cheese on some of these guys' midsections. I'll tell you what. And it speaks to how fat I am that the first thing I thought when I saw the guys, if, if that doesn't show you, I'm not gay. I don't know what does. I was like, look at that guy's abs. Uh, look at those midsection. I could grate cheese for nachos on that guy's midsection. There you go. Now you're like, well, Mike doesn't like cocky likes nachos. Uh, unless I like cockchos. Oh, there you go. Let's just, let's jump, dump some ground beef and shred some fucking cheese right at waist level on that guy's fucking crank and go to town. Let's get some cockchos working. Uh, that's the kind of talk that's going to get me a second magazine subscription. Please know we're just having fun. Hi. Uh, I mentioned there was going to be a bird. I don't, I haven't heard it yet. I haven't heard either of the birds, but I did warn you. So please, again, if you hear, and although I'm doing a show, so quite frankly, I'm not paying attention to the birds. Um, so they may be going off and you might be hearing them and I don't even know, or there just might be something wrong with my ears. I have no idea. Oh, I was talking about Joe Sheehan. So the baseball thing, right? So I commit to do this guy's newsletter and just like you guys subscribe to a podcast and then it just keeps filling up your fucking queue. So I subscribed to this dude cause I did it. It was when, uh, baseball season started last year in July and I, I, 
I was looking for any sort of hope in the middle of the goddamn summer. I'm like, you know, I, if they play baseball, great. I'm sure four or five people on the Phillies are going to die, but let's go ahead and do this in the face of a pandemic. Let's do it while the germ ravages the United States and other fucking coastal uh, edifices. I don't know. Isthmuses. Uh, I wanted to go ahead and get I was diving into baseball as much as I could. So I said, you know what? I owe Joe Sheehan for his years and years of good work. So I'm going to go ahead and subscribe to his newsletter. And uh, and that guy prolific churning them out every week. And I'm talking uh, division previews and then articles about specific games and then. Uh, a tribute to Tom Seaver, who passed, and then a very cool tribute to Bob Gibson, Al Kaline, Whitey Ford, Lou Brock, uh, all of these guys, Phil Necro, you know, who all passed away. He combined them all into one tribute, which was really well done. Uh, and why do, I, why do I have these things so fresh in my mind? Well, here's why. Uh, because these things were coming all along every every week. I was getting them sometimes twice a week. He was writing sometimes three times a week, as I've mentioned, quite prolific and uh, just filling up my Gmail. Just filling it up, man. Me not even looking at it. Not even, not even taking a peek. Just going because that's who I am. I'm like, you know what? I'll throw this guy a biscuit and I'll get some. Uh, you know what? I, I like his writing very much. Well, when it was free, I devoured it. I'd see it. I'd read it. I liked him. But then I paid for it and then I took it for granted and it filled up my fucking email thing. And I never, I never even looked at them. I never even, that's not even a joke. I never even looked at them. They were just stacking up and stacking up and stacking up. And finally this week, because again, everything's going to hell. We have nothing to do. We're hiding in the goddamn house. And my brain, I go, you know what? Again, also baseball's coming up again. I thought, well, maybe I should clean out the queue because the new baseball stuff will be here. And, uh, and sure enough, I went back and looked at the divisional preview. I'm like, I scanned all the old articles and then I read some ones that looked interesting to me, but I wound up just deleting stuff kind of in bulk. And then I felt bad. Cause like I said, I paid for the fucking stuff. Uh, so I, I made myself look at it and scan it. And I'm pretty good at that. I can, I can, uh, you know, uh, just kind of glance through something and still bring home some information and glean something from what I'm reading. Um, and again, he's fantastic. He does amazing work, but at the same time I spent money that I shouldn't have spent. Why well, it was, I could, it wasn't like it put me in the poor house or anything. And it was a guy who needed some dough. And I mean, I, I, but also it's just, it's a fucking, Dudes, it's a pandemic, man. Who fucking cares, right? There's no more. Hey, none of us are going to survive. <laughs> We're all going to get fucking kneecapped. Uh, it's so bad out here. People are stealing fucking dogs. And it's not even like a goof. I'm sure you heard the main story that Lady Gaga's dogs were stolen. Uh, and And that just, I heard that story. But here's the thing. This has been happening in Los Angeles. Like it's been a story nationally. Everybody's just like, holy fuck, that's terrible. But here... People are stealing dogs like they're stealing French bulldogs. Certain kinds of dogs or breeds they take. And I guess then they breed them and they have a puppy mill. I don't know what the fuck they do with them. Maybe they fight them. Maybe. They, and, and I can let's put it this way. Can you think of two worse candidates to be fighting dogs than Lady Gaga's French bulldogs named like Lufus and Fifi or whatever the fuck? Uh, I'm sure they're I'm sure they're named like Diamond and Stone. Who knows? I'm sure they have fucking diamond collars that say their names on them. They've been eating fucking steak forever. And I got to teach them to fight. It's not going to happen. They're going to. And oh, by the way, I will, I will say this. Uh, they wound up finding them. They recovered the dogs. Usually that's a very difficult thing because dogs have been stolen all over the place and they very rarely get recovered. Uh, but the, someone saw the dogs in the in the park and they barked and they went rah, 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 gaga, rah. That's how they barked. And so it was easy to identify them as Gaga's dogs. Boy, that seemed like a good idea before I launched into it. Um, so they so they they stole the dogs and and people are doing that out here. You you'll see it on social media. People will say their dog was stolen from their yard or or someone uh, stole a dog from a dog park and hopped a fence. 
And these are brazen daylight robberies. These are people, and I guess just to sell the puppies? Like, is it that? Is it that bad out there now? That that just seems like fucking... I always joke about when the water wars come and it's going to be like Children of Men and, and stuff, but that's that's some Thunderdome bullshit. People stealing dogs and then trying to breed them and sell the puppies. Woof. Selling them back to the fucking rich people? Is that what you're doing? Because again, if you're poorer and you're stealing big, good breed dogs or whatever the fuck, or, or expensive dog breeds... Are there, is it that, is there that much of a, between the haves and the have nots, the haves will buy these breeds from the have nots. I don't know. And again, it could be a dog fighting ring. I couldn't tell you. All I know is they find up, they wound up getting the dogs back for and Also, here's the great thing. They, uh, Lady Gaga's dog walker was shot in the chest. And, uh, I don't, I don't know if it was a gentleman or a lady, but they put up a fight with the, the guys who, in again, in broad daylight swooped up and tried to steal three French bulldogs. They only got two of them. Um, and shot the dog walker in the chest. And then Lady Gaga immediately put out a reward to get her dogs back. $500,000. $500,000. $500,000. No questions asked. Now, I know you love your dogs. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you have a question or two for the guys who shot your dog walker in the chest? I, I understand most of your employees are probably dispensable. And you'll think, well, I can go ahead and get another mark to walk my dogs. That's fine. Um, and how bad does the dog walker feel at that point? Because he feels terrible that the three dogs were pinched or two of the dogs were pinched, but now he's got to go to Lady Gaga and go, yeah, I, I'm really sorry about that. They had a gun. Obviously you can see they fucking, they blasted me. She's like, oh, I got to get those dogs back. He's like, yeah, we, we should probably call the cops. She's like, yeah, that's right. They could look for the dogs. And he's like, no, no, you, you, you might want to call an ambulance as well. And she's gonna go, why was the third dog hurt? Lady Gaga completely ignoring this guy with blood just running out of his fucking Gaga tour shirt. Um, but but no questions asked for, for the dogs to come back. I would ask a lot of questions to the guys who shot my dog walker in the fucking chest. Oh, rich people. Rich people are the best. And I look and look, I don't want to cast fucking aspersions on our friend Lady Gaga. I'm sure she's terrific. Uh, I haven't tried her Oreos yet, but I'm sure they're wonderful. Uh, although I talked to a friend and he said they just tasted like regular Oreos, but they're all uh, fancy colors, um, which I love. I can taste colors. You know that. Uh, you know what? I really love to eat green. God, I love green. But you know what is even better than green? Uh, orange. I love colors. It's like Starburst. Uh, um, that, that's all you're like. This isn't a, a flavor or it's not a, it's not a, a color. It's a flavor. This is a flavor called uh, red. Uh People are stealing dogs. It's just it's a pandemic, man. Nobody knows what to do to stay ahead of the fucking the 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 Grim Reaper, I suppose, the bill collector, whoever the fuck is out there. And there's no checks coming. They said there were going to be checks coming. That's what they said. They were like, hey, you remember remember this? Remember when the Democrats were like, hey, man, we're going to totally send everybody $2,000. Like the second we're in office, it's going to be fantastic. And then they get voted in and they're like, all right, getting ready to put out that $1,400. Everybody's like, whoa, hold on a second. You, uh, we had discussed 2000, if you remember correctly. And they went, oh, no, yeah, no, uh, you already got 600 just before we won the office. Uh, so so on top of that, 600 is 1400, which makes $2,000. And then people said, yeah, but, but we gave you the Senate because if you look back at the two idiots who tried to fucking win the Senate, as I talked about before many times, uh, Ossoff and uh, Warnock. You know, but and this is strange. We should have been tipped off. Ossoff and Warnock. That was the name of the two aliens who uh, uh, who would watch on the Simpsons. They would be up in the in the spaceship. Ossoff and Warnock. <laughs> they were. I know it was Kang and Kodos. Shut up. All right.
Uh, but Asaf and Warnock were their first names. Asaf, Kang, and Warnock, Kodos. Um, but then you can go back and look at the social media. And even Warnock was like, ah, man, we got to get you that $2,000. If you vote for me, we're going to get you $2,000. It's going to be so great. And there's there's no equivocation. There was no... There was no carry the one in the promises of going, hey, you know what? We're going to get you two grand. No, no, it was it was not. We're going to get you fourteen hundred on top of the six that you just got. And also it might be eleven hundred because we're going to save three hundred for postage. But you know what? We'll get that to you later. Like There was none of that horseshit. It was all two thousand dollars. Vote for us and you'll get two thousand dollars and we'll raise the minimum wage. Let's raise the minimum wage. Everybody said that'll be great. You could totally raise the minimum wage and we'll end the filibuster. Oh, okay. All of these are great. What about DC and Puerto Rico? Sure. Why not throw it on the fire? Let's go. Just vote for us. Whatever you say. I mean, come on. What do you got to lose? It seems to be a running fucking theme in politics. And uh, sure enough, everybody said, great Democrats, dot, 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 dot. Let's punch the button for the Democrats. And they get into office and they're like, all right, well, you know, uh, here's what we're going to do. First of all, we're going to open the kid jails again. What, what, what the fuck are you doing? What didn't you, wasn't everybody mad at the kid jails? Well, yeah, but you don't understand. But now they're, now they're uh child migrant detention centers. Oh, so they're not kid jails. Well, technically they are kid jails. We've just changed the sign outside. Is that going to be okay with everybody? Uh, but don't worry, don't your $1,400 is coming on the way. It's going to be there very soon. And then you'll forget all about the children in jail. <laughs> fucking planet this whole thing's going to pieces this country's finished it's so fucking finished and you know it is and also by the way they keep talking about these checks and those checks are never fucking coming because first it was going to happen right away then there was a fucking they took two weeks off then there was a discussion about it and now the minimum wage not might happen might not happen because they they (laughs) there was they said the senate parliamentarian who's not elected by the way, by anybody, the Senate parliamentarian says that they probably shouldn't put this in because it violates, I don't know, it violates a law or I, I honestly couldn't get a a clear answer as I was reading things. The parliamentarian says it just, it doesn't work was all I read. And so the Democrats are like, all right, well, Kamala Harris can break that because she can just walk in and go, yeah, now I'm the VP, man. Fuck that. Let's just do it. And then she said, I will not break it. We will respect the process of the parliamentarian. And, uh, isn't that great? Isn't that the fucking best? Now, look, I, you know, there's many millions of people out there who need more help than I do, certainly. Uh, but I could use the help. We could all use the goddamn help. Uh, we could have all used two grand. And then, and then we could have used the 1400, which also still isn't coming. Now they're talking about March, like the middle of March. They're talking about for the fucking. And, and I'm sure what you do is this is what you do. You push it down the line. You give it two more weeks. And then in the middle of March, you go, you know what? We really need to talk about this some more. What if instead of 1400, get this, we gave you 700 now and then 700 on your taxes next year. Cause that's another bullshit thing they're talking about. They're talking about tax credits and shit for people. And it's like, whoa, what the fuck are you doing? I get news for you, man. I very rarely can I go to the grocery store and buy ham with a tax credit. They don't do it. Hey, man, can I get some of that boar's head maple honey ham? You sure can. How much do you need? Well, I'll just take a pound. Great. All right, that's going to be $11.99 plus tax. Well, no problem. Here's a tax credit. I'll just show it to you. It's a picture of it that I have on my phone. Whoa, hold on a second, sir. We're going to need some hardcore greenbacks, some simoleons, or some plastic to pay for this ham. Well, I understand that. But you'll have to call my friend Joe Biden. He sent me a tax credit, and he said it was good for ham. And, uh... Then I'm carted out of the grocery store by four security guards who are not wearing masks and they throw me in the street thusly. Because, and, and you know what I am? I'm fucking hamless. 
I'm fucking hamless because these cocksuckers changed it to tax credits. What the fuck is going on in this world? And look, everybody's going to go, well, we told you so. Well, you knew. Yeah, yeah, I know. I said this. I said I thought I wasn't thrilled about Biden, but I mean, it's it's infinitely better to me than the ridiculous fucking tire fire that was in there for four fucking years because uh, that guy was a cunt. But but now I know there are people rejoicing. They're like, ha ha, see, we told you because now Biden bombed Syria, too. And everybody's like, well, see, we told you Biden was going to bomb Syria. And uh, and then there there's also I don't know if you've seen this. All right. There's a group of people out there in social media who who will not let you criticize at all the Democrats and the things that they do now. Every time you say, hey, man, you probably shouldn't be bombing Syria because that's not cool. Everybody goes, oh, well, where were you when Trump was doing all that terrible stuff? You're like, I was here saying he shouldn't do that either. And you're like, yes, well, Trump had four years to ruin the country and Biden's only had 30 days. I'm sure there's a plan in, in, in mind. Yeah, the plan is to bomb fucking Syria. I don't care for this plan. This is not a plan I want to see unfold. Could we stop killing people thousands of miles away and instead, oh, I don't know, figure out a way to help the people that are here? that are not hundreds of miles away. They're not tens of miles away, but the people that live right next fucking door to you. Could you send out some fucking checks? Quit spending money on bombs and planes and gas and whatever the fuck else to kill because they took a shot at a mechanic. Is that what I heard? Like they, they, they shot at a contractor some, and I don't even know who it was. It was like not even Syrians. It was like Iraqi guys in Syria. Cause are there even borders over there anymore? I think, I think our army went over there and fucking ruined all the borders didn't we give Syria to Turkey two years ago? I don't even fucking know. But that's the thing. It's like, what does that got to do with me buying ham, motherfucker? Again, now you're bombing Syria. Now, very rarely can I go into the grocery store, even more rarely, by the way, than I can with a tax credit and try to offer the bombing of Syria for some ham. I've tried. Again, I have certainly tried. You go to the deli and you're like, hey, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and try some of that smoky ham this time. Oh, that's terrific. It's on sale for $9.99 a pound. I would love a pound of it. Can you cut it a little thick? I certainly will. Wonderful. Go to check out. And they're like, all right, what do you got today? Ham? Yes, it's the smoky ham. Well, isn't that on sale? It certainly is. $9.99 a pound. Okay, well, that's going to be $9.99 plus tax. Well, I'll tell you what. I don't know if you've heard. We've uh, we've bombed Syria. And, uh, and that's a success, certainly. And if anything, that certainly should provide free ham for all of us for at least three days. And the grocery store says, excuse me? I don't know what you're trying to do here. And I'm like, well, don't you understand here? I'll pull it up on my phone. Take a look at this. Uh, apparently somebody took a shot at, at a Chico and the man motherfucker over there on the goddamn ground at an airport in, uh, in Syria. And we sent the full military might of the United States over to drop some bombs on their fucking heads. Cause they fired one shot in anger at a guy. Nobody knows. And they're like, yeah. And you're like, yeah. So look at that. That that's fucking that, let's let's, you know what? Do me a favor. Take my hand and let's sing the national anthem and let me get some of this goddamn ham in honor of this bombing. And then four security guards come along without masks and they drive me out and they throw me into the street thusly. And uh, and again, I wind up hamless. All you're bombing Syria. You're not sending checks and I'm winding up without any fucking ham. You fucks. How am I supposed to get any ham? I counted on you people. You got my vote. How many people feel fucking stupid right now for, because I'll tell you what, here's the thing. I don't feel stupid. All right. I voted for, I voted the way I voted for a reason. I did it on purpose. I tried in the primary to get uh, my guy in. Uh, I donated money to my guy and a, and a lady. I did what I could. I thought uh, I didn't send Biden any money. I didn't because there was, there came a point. Okay. It was the point where uh, Biden 
and everybody went fucking Mo Green on Bernie Sanders during the primaries. And they said, aha, look at this, South Carolina. And then Klobuchar and fucking Buttig- Buttlegug or whatever the fuck his name was, Buttlegupper, Bubblegupper, wasn't that his name? Uh, they all joined in and they threw their people over to fucking Biden and they threw Sanders overboard. And it was like, all right, looks like we got the mumble mouth. And I and you got to back the mumble mouth because I would much prefer to back the mumble mouth than, than back the actual shit in a suit that was running the country at the time. Fine. And this is not a mea culpa. Again, I would vote the way I voted every single time because because also, look, if Biden does wind up grinding us into a fine powder, that's going to suck. But uh, but it was worth it to give him the L. I'm sorry. I, I, I you know what? Call me petty. Call me vindictive. Call me someone who doesn't care about the country. Really? Whatever the fuck you want to throw my way. It was worth it to make that motherfucker cry and sweat for three months and then go hide in Florida. And now he's going to reemerge with some bullshit. And and everybody's like, ho, ho, he's going to run again in 2024. That motherfucker will be dead by 2024. He will be dead. He will. He will eat so much McDonald's. His heart will explode. And, and, and they won't tell us for like six months. They'll say he's in Mar-a-Lago plotting and planning. And then they might even put him on the ballot dead. It might be one of those fucking things. He'll be like Generalissimo Francisco Franco and Chevy Chase will have to say he's still dead. And yet he's victorious. Who knows? They're not going to tell us a fucking thing about this goddamn guy. Which is fine with me because I don't want to hear a goddamn thing about this guy. I'm, I'm sad I used this fucking name on this show. But at the same time now, now with the new people there, uh, you can't excuse what the new people are doing and go, well, the old people, this is better than the old people. Yeah, it's better than what the old fucking people were doing, but it's still not good. You're bombing fucking strangers again. Stop bombing people. What the fuck? I, you know what I feel like? I feel like a fucking Kent State hippie where I'm just like, peace, man, no bombing. All right. I just want ham. Oh, we are saying is give ham a chance. Everybody talking about revolution, evolution, bologna, garlic, bologna, salami. I just want all we are saying is give him a chance. All right, look, I don't understand why we're bombing anybody. I don't know why checks haven't gone out. I don't. And and again, every day there's a different excuse. This parliamentarian, who who the fuck is this person? I saw yesterday the parliamentarian makes like one hundred and seventy five thousand dollars a year. And they're deciding that we shouldn't raise the minimum wage. And also, by the way, let's talk about this for a second. This proposal to raise the minimum wage, it doesn't do it now. It's because the minimum wage right now is like seven twenty-five. All right, seven seven bucks, which is I'm not going to lie to you, an absolute, utter, devastating insult. It is an utterly devastating insult to pay people seven dollars an hour to work in this country, whether they're picking grapes or they're flipping burgers. It doesn't matter. There is no job that is, that is not harder than $7 a fucking hour. That's insane. Okay. Uh, but, but here's the deal. It's seven twenty-five, And if you told me, like, if you raise the minimum wage tomorrow to 15 bucks, then yeah, that's okay. It honestly, 15, still not enough, but go ahead, do what you got to do. Try to take care of people as best you can. But this isn't even fucking that this plan is a tiered structure to raise the minimum wage over the course of, I think, six years or something like that. Uh, by, by 2027 or 2025, I don't know, by the year 25, 25, you know what? They're going to Zager and Evans, these motherfuckers, they're going to drop a Zager and Evans on their fucking head and go, you know what? In the year 25, 25, you will have a minimum wage of $15. Won't that be grand? Look forward to it. Cause that's the thing. They're vetoing that. 
they're vetoing raising it over over the course of like five fucking years. This is this is structured like Bobby Bonilla's buyout contract with the fucking Mets, and they're still not going to fucking do it. They're like, nah, I can't do it. Couldn't possibly. Cause why? Cause who? Cause who are you hurting? You just they just, and and then they tell me that because then they're like, oh yeah, it's terrible. Like all these they won't the college fucking debt thing where everybody's got student loan debt and everybody's like, uh, yeah, no, they should have to pay their loans. And they're like, we'll give them 10 grand. I've been reading all these horror stories of guys who like borrowed, they borrowed $34,000 to go to college. All right. Now here's the thing. They're all like 42 or 44, whatever the fuck they've paid back the $34,000 and they still owe like $21,000 because of the interest and, and the fucking predatory bullshit. I don't, and look, I don't know. I didn't go to college, so maybe I'm not smart enough to figure out interest and bullshit. I don't fucking know. I wasn't Rodney Dangerfield who said, Hey, Shakespeare for everybody in the bookstore. I couldn't fucking pull that off. You know, pretty much all of us are just hoping to have, I have a GoFundMe or a lottery ticket at this point. Uh, but, but they just, just, and then the worst is the people who were like, oh, yeah, no, you can't forgive these people student debt. Well, why not? Well, because I had to pay my student debt. Yeah. So you're you're OK now. OK, well, then forgive my credit card debt. Well, why? Well, because it's the same thing. No, it's it's really not because you told these people to go to college and under the guise of helping them, you gave them student loans. And then these these crazy predatory practices jacked them the fuck up. And now they're stuck, you know, because look, if they've paid the principal, leave them alone. They gave you back your fucking money. This, this, this whole fucking payday lending fucking economy is going to kill people, man. I just saw a story. Do you know who Fernando Tatis Jr. is? You probably don't. You might. He's uh, right now. He's one of the most exciting young baseball players in the league. You know what? I read about him in Joe Sheehan's newsletter. You should grab it. I understand he's very prolific. Uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. just signed a gigantic contract with the San Diego Padres. And, and they gave him uh, in four, 14 years. $340 million. It's fucking fantastic. And it is a landmark deal in that he's 21. So he will be making money in his prime, like the kind of money he deserves rather than uh, completing his first like five or six years under control by the team and then having to try to fight for scraps when he's a free agent and scraps in this case could be $60 million. Yes, I know. I don't want to have that argument with you because I get it all the fucking time from sports fans. We're like, Oh, it must be nice to say $60 million. Isn't enough fucking money. Well, you know what? These fucking guys break their ass. They can do things. Nobody else in the world can do. They're fucking incredibly talented. So yes, pay these motherfuckers. And you know what? You pay to watch them. Millions of people pay to watch them, whether it's on television and beer commercials and buying those products or in person. They are being viewed worldwide by people. It's like fucking soccer stars. You know, they're, these teams wouldn't be able to, they wouldn't pay the guy $340 million if it wasn't worth for $340 million to them. God damn. I'm so fucking sick of people. Like again, they signed because Manny Machado makes 300 million. He's their third baseman and their shortstop makes 340 million. So now everybody's like, oh my God, the left side of their, their infield makes $340 million. I, so, oh wait, $640 million. It's disgusting. Well, I mean, what do you think the Padres make every year? Look at the television contracts. They're like a billion dollars divided among 32 teams. Tell me where that fucking money's going. And I know this is boring as fuck to you guys. I don't, I don't mean to be that guy, but it's just, it's just, it's, it's the time of the pandemic when I sit and I look and I realize nothing's going to get fixed. Nothing's going to change. Nothing, nothing good is going to happen 
And it's just it's just decaying at a faster and faster rate, you know, because people are so dug in, like I said, where it's like, hey, man, just if they've paid the principal of their student loan, then forgive the rest. And everybody goes, no. And you're like, why? And like, because I had to pay mine. Well, yeah, you had to pay yours. But but. But that. I. Help. What? <laughs> like That's how I feel. I don't know what to say to people if when you say to them, well, it's okay to help people now. And they're just like, no, nobody helped me. And you're like, but yeah, but that's why it's a good thing to help people now. Wouldn't you have felt great if somebody helped you? Well, now you can be on the other side of it and you can help other people, help them have a future. And then I see all these fucking senators who come forward and they're just like, you know what? Here's the thing. I put myself through college on the minimum wage and I don't understand why these people can't use minimum wage. And you're like, dude, look, you're 60 minimum wage when you were a kid was three hundred three dollars and thirty five cents. Fine. But you also you're a, a fucking year in college was eight hundred and ninety eight bucks. Now it's ten thousand dollars. And all the minimum wage has doubled. Okay, if it was like seventeen hundred now to go to college, then yeah. But it's fucking it's ten times as expensive to go to college, and the minimum wage has just doubled. Barely. And you're gonna tell people that fucking this bootstraps bullshit has gotta fucking go. It's again with the pandemic and everybody's out here. They're telling grocery store workers and shit like that. They got to go to work. You got to be there. Uh, you got to dig out from under. Let's go ahead and keep this economy rolling. But again, we've talked about it a billion times. If you would have just shut it down, if you would have shut it down for six weeks, we'd, we'd be New Zealand. You'd be New Zealand right now. We'd be having NXS concerts and people would be going crazy. It'd be fucking awesome. We'd have fucking kangaroos. Don't you want kangaroos? Don't you want to have a fucking yachting contest with some Kiwis? We could do that. We had shut down for six fucking weeks. Instead of the, cause again, I, I say this now because it's, it's, it's officially a year from when we were told that the pandemic wasn't going to come here and it was under control. And there's, there's half a million people dead, which is fucking insane. 500,000 people are fucking dead. You know what that is? That's, that's one person for every dollar that Lady Gaga paid to get her dogs back. <laughs> Man, if that if that doesn't tell you everything you need to know about this fucking country, I don't know what does. Five hundred thousand people are dead from this disease, but Lady Gaga can cough up a half a million to get her two dogs back. And there's nothing wrong with that because again, Lady Gaga works her ass off. She's fucking someone people will pay to see. It's just the same thing as Tatis and Machado. I got no issue with her making her money. I got no issue with her paying money to get her fucking dogs back. What I'm saying is you could frame it in a different way where you could maybe help the people who are dying, not her, the government. The government could step up and help people instead of dropping bombs on fucking mechanics and shit like that over in fucking Syria. People were never going to meet. And and actually, people now, nobody's ever going to fucking meet. <laughs> oh, man. And I know you're like, oh, Mike, if this is the kind of podcast I've got in the queue, I'm going to get to delete it like you deleted Sheehan's newsletters. And I don't blame you. All right. I got to be honest, man. But it's getting There's there's nothing. What what do you talk about? You talk again about being fucking trapped in the goddamn house and trying to make it work and moving forward. I want to do all those things, dude. I just you know what I want to do. I just want to go back. Let's go. Let's fucking restart the clock. Let's you know, because again, I'm I'm a fucking house. I've spent a year eating. Let's go back to fucking 2014. You know what? All I ate that year was pussy. It was fucking amazing. That was that was the fucking home run championship of my life. 2014, man. Uh, now, did it subsequently everything fall apart? It did, certainly. But at the time, boy, oh boy, was it fun. 
But now, man, I just, I just stare and, and I'm at, you know, look, I'm not going to lie to you. We're at fucking pandemic Mike now. We're at pandemic Mike or uh, I don't know if you want to call it depression Mike, whatever the fuck you want, because I'm buying shit now. Now that I just, just recently, because also I, you don't know how long this is going to fucking last. So you're like trying to just survive. You're like, all right, I got to pinch pennies and do this and whatever the fuck. Occasionally you splurge for a fucking pile of Chinese food. But then these past two weeks, I had, I, I was like, fuck it. What's it called? Retail therapy. I was like, fuck it. Let's do it. I got to buy some shit. That's why last week I was like, Hey man, should I get an air fryer? And, uh, and everybody's just like, I don't know. Cause I will tell you this, the, the, everybody wrote me and there were people who were like, uh, yeah, dude, I use air fryer. It's fucking awesome. You should get it. It's totally fucking cool. You can cook a bunch of stuff. It's really great. And then there were people who were like, literally, I'm not even joking. Someone wrote me fucking air fryer. That's all he wrote. Fucking air fryer. I was like, thanks, Steve. Uh, and then another guy was like, hey, man, you got a toaster oven? You don't need a fucking air fryer. I don't know why everybody comes at me so aggressively, but that's fine. Uh, everybody's got opinions. I like to hear them. And I solicited them, certainly. So I guess that's kind of on me. But I just I have to laugh because uh, the, the people, I, you know, I always feel that online has done this where it's kind of sharpened the discourse in a way where uh, and not sharpened it, like made it more keen. No, 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 not sharpened it where it's more intelligent and erudite. No, no. I mean, sharpened isn't it's it's coarsened it. How about that? Let's put it that way, because uh, they're there. You know, you'll see a guy online and he'll be like, oh, man, I don't think the bears should do this. This would be a bad move. And someone will go, hey, man, was your fucking umbilical cord wrapped around your neck in the fucking womb? Maybe you didn't get enough oxygen as a kid. Is that why you fucking think this? It's like, <laughs> no, I think this just because I don't I don't think it's a good idea to trade first round draft picks. Is that OK? It has nothing to do with me being a breach baby. It has nothing to do with me uh, choking on my own afterbirth and and losing precious oxygen on the delivery table. It just has to deal with me and how I feel about football teams and the way they build them. Is that OK? Hey, man, what the fuck is wrong with you? You ignorant or something? No, no, I get this. This is going to sound crazy. Uh, I just disagree with you. Guess what? That doesn't make me ignorant. Uh, It doesn't indicate that I might be mentally challenged in some way. Uh, I'm not autistic or on the spectrum. None of those things are true. I just think that maybe the Bears should keep their draft picks and draft some offensive linemen instead. How about that? Uh, But people, they just... Online, they launch into this bullshit where it's like, man, you're fucking stupid, aren't you? Man, just ignore this motherfucker. Quit beating the fucking trolls. Like, well, no, someone might have wanted to talk to me. And so I wanted to ask him a question. I don't know. Whatever the fuck it's. So people write me and I don't even think they it's just the, the way it is now. People don't think that they're doing anything out of line and they're really not doing it of line. Nobody's yelling at me, but it's just the way it's. And maybe I read it harshly. But someone is like fucking air fryer. That's all they write. Not hi, Mike. Hey, enjoyed the show. Hey, you know, you talked about air fryers. Literally just fucking air fryer. All right, buddy. Stick my cock directly into the basket and go ahead and burn it to a crisp. Sounds like good advice to me, friend. Hey, if you got a toaster oven, you don't need a fucking air fryer. Whoa. Okay. I, uh, I, you, first of all, you're the worst salesman in the history of Best Buy. Second of all, I, I, you can throttle down, man. I was just asking a fucking question. I wasn't like, I need to fucking know, man, this is life or goddamn death. You know, this isn't fucking fail safe. I mean, I, I, there's no, nobody's going to die if I hit the wrong button or call off the wrong jets. I just want to know what I should make a chicken in. And people were fucking aggressive as hell. It was cracking me up. Uh, so, and, and there's some people I didn't even read. There's, there's, I gotta be honest. There's like a bunch that I didn't even get to, uh, unfortunately. So you're very nice for sending me. Uh, advice or whatever you feel, 
But I became a little fatigued from people who were just like, yeah, fuck that, man. You don't need a fucking air fryer. What the fuck? And it's like, well, yes, here's the deal, though. And there was a subtext to what I asked. Uh, Certainly, I don't need an air fryer. All right. I'm a grown man. I can make toast. I can I can make chicken in an oven. I have an oven. I have a cast iron skillet. I've got an instant pot. I've got all sorts of gadgets that I told you last week. Uh, I never really need an air fryer. When I phrase it that way, I mean, I'm asking basically, how do you feel about your air fryer? Would you feel that would be something a single man could use to cook things in his house? Uh, nobody needs anything. I, I don't, I, you know, if you've got, if you can catch a fucking varmint and you've got a stick and a lighter, you're fine. All right. You'll, you'll be able to eat all you want. If you get, let's put it this way. If you got a can opener, you'll eat. You got a can opener and a sterno burner. Nobody needs anything. I don't need a cast iron skillet. I don't need the toaster oven. I don't need my instant pot. They're nice to have. I like having them. I don't use them ever. Uh, when I had the women over here to fucking clean my house, I, cause I, like I told you again, uh, I spent some money. I went and got the oil changed in my car. I filled up my gas tank. I had some people come and clean my house because I just, I wanted to feel normal. I wanted to feel like the way it felt when I did things every month, you know, and it's on me. I should get up. I should get outside the house. I should go out and walk and do things. And it was sunny here. It was like 80 degrees last Monday. I went outside. It was fucking awesome. Just throw on some earbuds and just fucking breathe outside. It's, it's, you're just trying to do what you can to feel normal again. And again, it's been a year now and we're looking at a fucking year. This, this, this is, it was the end of February when they started to fucking shut stuff down. California got it the first week of March. Uh, I forget what the, you know, the actual day when everything went to hell was the Rudy Gobert, Tom Hanks day when they, they basically canceled the NBA and everybody found out Tom Hanks was sick. That was really the day that everything started to go off the fucking rails. And, uh, and I think that's in a week from now or something, but still it, it's, you're in the house, you're fucking trapped. And like I said, I'm watching movies, I'm reading books, I'm doing, I'm doing what I can, but, uh, you know, I, I, I liked to go to movies. I liked to go to ball games. I like to do that. So we all did. And I, I don't mean to be boo hoo. I'll never go. Hey, I'm not trying to be that fucking guy. All right. I mean, I look, I'm so desperate to get outside. Uh, I, I thought about dog napping Lady Gaga's dogs and I got beat to the fucking punch. God, and I'll tell you what, I wouldn't have shot anybody. I would have just showed up with my fucking barbed wire baseball bat gifted to me by my boy, Steven Brogy. Uh, but man, I don't, I just don't know. So I asked, so I asked about the air fryer and people were very adamant with their opinion. Some people were like, man, it's totally great. You got to get one. And some people were like, fucking air fryer <laughs> again, Steve, you're the best. Uh, all right, hold on. So I, uh, I, I don't need one. Clearly I don't need one yet. I was in, uh, I was in money spending mode and I I was like, all right, let's do some stuff. Let's buy some stuff. Let's do, let's do our best to paper over our terrible feelings by buying something new and shiny. And, and I figured an air fryer would fit the bill because then if I get an air fryer, then I can start cooking my own food and then I can stop going out and stop being unhealthy. And it's all, it's all of a piece. It's all going to lock together in a, in a crazy Rubik's cube sort of way. And eventually I'll solve it. And all of the colors will be standard and I'll be fine. Uh, so, uh, I, uh, I thought again, I took your advice and I'm, and I'm like, cause again, I want to buy an air fryer, but I don't need an air fryer. People are like, you shouldn't buy one. Some people are like fucking air fryer. Some people said buy one. 
And then I took stock. I'm like, well, I got a decent amount of kitchen space because uh, I have a Keurig, which makes coffee, but it's only here for guests. I don't, I mean, I don't drink any coffee or, or hot beverages. Um, so I can move that over because I have one. All right, here's the thing. In my kitchen, it's very tiny. And on one countertop, that's where my toaster oven is. Uh, but on that counter, on that side of the counter next to the stove, there is no working outlet. I have no electricity on the left-hand side of the kitchen. Uh, so my toaster oven's there, but if I want to use it, I have to move it over to the other side. But it stays there because that's where it lives, okay? So, but then the rest of the, the counter is for, uh, <laughs> well, it used to be for fruit, but now it's for potato chips, uh, whatever the fuck else. It's a snack counter. That's where all the snacks live. They live on that countertop. So in my brain, I'm like, all right, I, I don't have a lot of space here, uh, so I probably shouldn't get this. It's a tiny kitchen. Um, and also the fucking air fryer just seems dumb. Like I, I've had food out of an air fryer before I had chicken at my brother's house and it was delicious, but I wouldn't uh, call it exceptionally crispy. And then I'm reading and people are like, well, some of them work well and some of them don't. And some of them, you know, you have to double check and put a meat thermometer and make sure, and I got a meat thermometer. I bought that in another fit of spending two years ago, uh, where I'm, I'm like, oh yeah, I'll use this all the time. It's, you know, again, it's covered in dust. Oh, that's what I was going to tell you. When the old ladies came to uh, clean my house, they weren't old, they were nice, uh, but they came to clean my house and there was, uh, there was dust everywhere. And I, let's put it this way. I cleaned the house before they got here. Okay. I was changing the linen when they, it was the last thing I had left, but you know, I cleaned the bathroom before they arrived. I didn't do the fucking, I didn't scrub the floor. Uh, but they had to clean the shower and the floor and then the mirrors. And then they had to wash the, the kitchen floor vacuum, whatever, all that stuff. And, uh, but then they had to dust and I mean, I, my dust, cause I live on the ground floor. It is, it's a crypt. I mean, my house is a goddamn mausoleum. So, uh, they had to dust and, and she walked in and so it was so dusty in my house. I made up a lie and said that I had gone to stay with my parents for a couple of months. And I had a friend in who had never dusted because <laughs> I was so embarrassed by the amount of dust in my house. And she's like, Oh, that's yeah. With that. Cause also I have a dresser, you know, you, I have the, the dresser where all my Funkos live and they live on top of the dresser and there's fucking, there's an inch of dust on there. I mean, it's fucking horrible. Tumbleweed goes by. It, it just, just fucking awful. And, uh, and she has to take all of those Funkos off one by one and dust the top of the dresser. I'm 53 years old. And she's got to move all of my toys to clean off my dresser. <laughs> so that's why, like when I pay them, I'm like, all right, they're going to earn their money. Like, I mean, I look, I'll clean. Of course, you clean the toilet, you wash the dishes, you take the garbage out, like all the superficial bullshit that I do all, you know, every fucking week. Uh, but I was like, but the rest of it, like the dust thing, because the dusting got out of hand. I had dusted in. I don't even know how fucking long. Uh, or actually, I put it this way. I hadn't dusted in a couple of months because I was off staying with my folks and uh, the guy who rented my apartment. Oh, that fucking guy. He's a lazy motherfucker. So uh, so <laughs> I didn't even tell them that it was me. Clearly, I copped out behind my fucking invisible friend. So she had to take all my Funkos off. And then I went in to double check that and she put the Funkos back where they belonged. And I was like, I can't believe you did this. She goes, oh, she goes, I made sure to remember I took them off one at a time and did the space around them. And then I felt even worse. Like she didn't take them all off and dust it and then put them all back on. She literally wanted to take, she thought they were on there and look, they are on there in a, in a pattern that I enjoy, but I would have rearranged the pattern quite frankly. Uh, but instead she, uh, she went ahead and took one piece at a time off. She moved my Rick Nielsen cheap trick pick, just like she moved my Mike Schmidt autographed baseball, just like she moved all of my little jokers. She took care of those guys and put them right back where they belonged. Ah, oh, she was lovely. She'll be back. 
Uh, <laughs> I just, I could only hope that the guy who rents my apartment before she gets here next time does a better job of dusting. So, but they came here. There was so much dust everywhere and there was dust on. I have a wok and I have a cast iron skillet. I mean, like I haven't cooked, man. I, I, like I said, fork and a fucking phone. That's what I use to cook. Call people up, come home and eat. So, uh, so in my brain, I'm like, well, look, I don't need a fucking, I, I just, I don't need an air fryer. As I've said, it's just. Because, you know, I Google it and said there's lukewarm fried food. Your opinions actually carried some weight. So I thought, skip it. But then I'm Googling and I'm like, all right, let me find recipes at least for air fryers and see, do they make vegetables? Because you know what I want, man? You know what I want more than anything right fucking now? Carrots. Holy fuck. Do I want a steak and some carrots? And I know you're like, well, Mike, you could cook that. Yes, I could. But I need an air fryer to do it, don't I? No, I don't. I could cook it in a skillet. I'm aware of this. I'm a grown up. But goddamn, do I want a steak and carrots? I like Brussels sprouts. I want some broccoli. I love cauliflower. I want vegetables. I haven't had any vegetables in fucking forever. Everything I eat is made out of sugar. You know, I got to start buying food that doesn't have the brand name stamped on it. <laughs> I open up Hershey's. It just says it right on there. Hershey's. Yes. Put that in my mouth, please. Uh, fuck me, man. So I, uh. I, I looked up recipes and there was, a, I'm like, I don't need an air fryer. Clearly it's not something I need to buy. I can put this down the road and think about it later. And then I saw, and just the name of the recipe, crispy Parmesan buttermilk chicken tenders, crispy Parmesan buttermilk chicken tender. That's three adjectives. You don't get a lot of, you don't get a lot of recipes with three adjectives in them. A three adjective recipe. That's a triple. That's a triple off the wall. That's a stand-up triple. I don't care who's in right field. I don't care what arm you're running against. That's a stand-up fucking triple. Crispy Parmesan buttermilk chicken tenders. And in my brain, I'm just like, I got to get an air fryer. <laughs> Look at this, man. I shouldn't buy one. It doesn't make any sense. I don't have a lot of space. Crispy Parmesan. You had me at crispy. I won't lie to you. You had me at fucking crispy. That's a great word. One time, this is totally true. And I think I've told the story before. I had a friend and he was like, hey, man, he was uh, he was making a design firm. And he's like, you're creative. Can you, you're good with words. Can you think of a bunch of names like for my design firm and we'll see what we go with? And I said, sure. And I came up with a million of them. And, uh, and one of them was crispy eyes media. And, uh, and I loved it. I loved crispy eyes media. I just, I loved that name. And, uh, and then of course, one of them was throat punch media, which I came up with. And I handed those that whole list to him. And you know what he went with? He went with his initials. <laughs> I gave this guy like 35 to 40 names that I generated on my own that were all catchy and smart. And I thought pretty cool. And uh, he went with his initials. Good for him. And uh, I can tell you this. He's no longer in business. If he ever even started his business, because I Googled it once and it was gone. Daddy gone. Love is gone. And now he only works for the violent femmes. Uh, so crispy is a word. I love Parmesan. Look, I love Parmesan. I love, I love to grind it. I love to take the Parmesan rinds and throw them in a, in a summer soup. I love to do all of those things. And by do them, I mean, read about them when Jada does them and I can look at her hands. Oh, your hands. I'll bet I could fit one of Jada's hands directly into my mouth. And then of course there's the buttermilk aspect, which could go uh, any way you want. It's going to taste delicious. Crispy Parmesan buttermilk chicken tenders. I need a goddamn air fryer. That's what I decided. And, uh, and so, you know what, Steve, I apologize. Your four word argument against was strong. <laughs> Fucking air fryer will live forever. Uh, however, I've gone ahead and decided to make the leap and I've made the purchase. That's right. I bought myself an air fryer. God damn it. Uh, now let me, let me say this again. Was it because I needed it? No, 
I think I bought a Kosori. Is that what I bought? I bought the one that had the uh, the highest rating. Because also, I, uh, my friend Fearful Jesuit wrote me, and he's like, you should get a convection oven. And the convection oven was $300. Now, I'm uh, I'm pandemic Mike. I'm depressed Mike. I'm, I'm in retail therapy, if, if that's the phrase. Uh, but I'm not in $300 worth of air fryer retail therapy. And also, remember when I said I have a toaster oven? I think I have a convection oven. Because this thing is a Oster, O-S-T-E-R is the brand, and it's got a, it cooks things at like 354. There's like, you know, there's, there's oven settings on it as well, as a, in addition to just broil and, and all that bullshit. So I think that is a convection oven. So I think I have a convection oven. Now I also have an air fryer to go with my, uh, my Vitamix and my Instant Pot and my slow cooker and my wok and my cast iron skillet and my egg cooker and my rice cooker and holy fuck. But I'm excited because now it means I can go ahead and cook stuff or does it? I haven't arranged my countertop yet. I haven't even opened the box yet. I got to admit it showed up and I was like, that looks awesome. And then I put it to the side. <laughs> Eventually, I'll because I got to move. I figure I can move the Keurig over to the other countertop, which is where all the snacks live. But I have to forcibly evict them. I have to send them somewhere. Those snacks are going to go somewhere else. I'm not going to lie to you. And then the Keurig can go on that side. And I don't need to plug in the Keurig because, again, I, nobody's here. I have no guests who will be enjoying a hot beverage. Uh, and then I can plug in the air fryer on the other countertop and, uh, and now we're cooking with gas. I've got, I've got that lineup the, the murderer's row of the Vitamix, the instant pot and the air fryer all lined up uh, with one another, looking good, looking sharp, looking shiny and ready to be fucking used. And I'm here to use it. Uh, and, uh, and I, yeah, that's, I, and I, so I spent money. I spent money on that and I look, all right, I can't lie to you. I am, uh. I bought a lot of things. I well, not a lot of things. I bought a few things. Well, I'll tell you this. All right, I did a couple of months ago. I'll tell you this story. I had a. Uh, I bought something on a whim because again, it was that thing where I don't spend any money, and then I saw something like, "Well, this would be funny." Uh, there was there was a T-shirt. All right, whatever the fuck. It went. It was on Twitter, and someone was like, "This is not a joke," and it was it was a real shirt, and I was like, "Holy fuck!" Now I didn't want the shirt for me. All right, I got to tell you what it was. All right, first of all. Uh, it was a, it was a website. I don't want to give away the name of the website. Um, but it was, it it wasn't a t-shirt website. It was like a sports website, but they were selling this shirt and it was, it was a legitimate shirt for, uh, for, it was a college shirt. It was for Concordia university of Michigan. And it was, you know, like a school spirit shirt or whatever the fuck, but they had a whole line of products. They had hats and visors and gloves and fucking shirts and hoodies and sweatshirts and the whole fucking deal. And, uh, and I was, I saw the shirt and I was like, that can't be real. That's not because, again, you know how the Internet is. You know how Photoshop is. Things are fucking stupid. So they totally throw out a hook and you bite it and you're like, ah, oh, God damn it. Now I got a mouthful of blood, metal and worm. Nobody wants that. Holy fuck. A mouthful of blood, metal and worm. That's fucking disgusting, man. But you know what? You fucking you shouldn't have bit fish, as I said last week. Uh, but that because that's from Parliament. Did I say that last week? I think it did. Parliament. Oh, that reminds me of the parliamentarian. Remember the parliamentarian I was talking about? Yeah, from the Senate. Makes $175,000 who shut down the minimum wage, you fucking dick. That's what I love. I love when some powdered wig motherfucker gets to go ahead and tell us in this country and the people we elected what they can and can't do. A parliamentarian. Fuck you, John Cleese from Fish Called Wanda. Give people their fucking money. Quit telling people they can't have dough. Jesus, they will not be happy if those people are dying in the streets until people are playing their ribs like xylophones. We're going to have to Sally Struthers feeding people on the streets of fucking Burbank. What the fuck is going on, man? Get fucking uh, uh, Trapper John. Who's that fucking idiot? Pernell Roberts, Sally Struthers. You have to get Sarah McLaughlin to sing a song about fucking people living in tents. Is that what it's going to take to get people to notice? 
Jesus, this fucking world. Fucking parliamentarian, you powdered wig jag off. All right. Um, so this is like months ago. I see this shirt and I laugh and I'm like, that can't be real. So I go to the website and it is legit. It is absolutely fucking real. It is a whole line of merchandise for a Concordia University of Michigan. Uh, and I know you're thinking to yourself, well, so fucking what though? Why is that interesting or, or good? Some of you may have already figured it out. Um, you know, there's Louisiana state university and at Louisiana state university, their initials are LSU. And then you go to Michigan state university and, uh, and their initials are MSU, right? You guys know this. Everybody knows that. Uh, there's different, right? University of Southern California is USC University of California, Los Angeles, UCLA. And those are what you know, you know them by those, uh, those, I don't want to say an anagram, but by their abbreviations, certainly. Uh, well, if you take the very accomplished, uh, school, the Concordia university of Michigan, I think you see where I'm going here. And you give it the Concordia University of Michigan. You give it the LSU treatment. You give it the Arizona State, the ASU treatment. You give it the USC, the UCLA treatment. Well, when you've got the Concordia University of Michigan, let me ask you, who are you rooting for? Well, you know what you're rooting for. You're sitting there and you're thinking, oh, Bula Bula, three cheers for Big Cum. That's what you're thinking to yourself. And on the fucking shirt, this is not a joke. It said C-U-M in big fucking letters. And then underneath it said Concordia University of Michigan. It was, it was legit. It wasn't a joke. It was some idiot who didn't realize. Cause I guess it's some, it's a tiny fucking school where they don't. And look, I'm sure the students were in on it or this is the first guy, any, any young person who saw it immediately went, yep. But I think it's like a religious school too. And they don't know what come is or whatever the fuck who knows. Or, Somebody just got bamboozled and somehow it made it through. But you know, with these shirts now, there there's like Zazzle, you know, you can go to Zazzle. Like if you wanted to right now, you can go to Zazzle and make your own fucking cum shirt. You could make it a Concordia University of Michigan shirt because they'll put anything you want on a fucking shirt. Literally, you could put Hitler playing volleyball. You wouldn't fucking care. They'd print it for you. They don't give a fuck. Uh, as long as you provide the design, they just provide the shirts and they screen print it. And they fucking mail it out to you. Fine. But this was legitimately through the school, through this website. Now, it wasn't through the school's website, but they had contracted with this fucking sports website to produce their merch. And I am not kidding. Were, there were all different styles. There were women's in pink. The men's were in like a brownish rust red. And it just said C-U-M across the chest with a tiny Concordia University of Michigan. And I fucking, I laughed. And again, I'm embarrassed at how much I laughed at it just because because I thought of the whole picture in Toto. I thought of some fucking Jesuit priest who signed off on it because he didn't know or some other idiot in the fucking front office or some secretary who blushed. But when I think this will be okay, no one will see the difference. And whoever signed off on it and gave it the okay, I just thought of them The because this went all over. Dude, this was on Twitter and I saw it when it first, it hit Twitter. This is fucking months ago, okay? And it popped up. And someone said, this is a, this is real. This is absolutely real. So I, and I went to the website and certainly it was. So I was like, well, fuck this. I bought a shirt instantly. Now I'll tell you what, I'm a brave person, you know, and I generally don't care too much about what people think about me. That's a lie. I care a lot uh, about the army, Navy, air force and Marines, but I also care about what people think. I won't lie. But, uh, but in my head, I was like, I should get this for Mex. Mex would absolutely dig this fucking shirt. And then in my brain, I'm like, nah, 
Max wouldn't dig this fucking shirt at all. Because every time I send Max anything that I think is funny, he's just like, what's this? And I'm like, uh, never mind, dude. Forget it. He's like, oh, I, what? It's supposed to be funny? And I'm like, what? Yes, I guess. I don't know. I'm no longer funny in your eyes. I send you some weird thing to laugh at. What's this supposed to be? Never mind. Uh, and I just thought, and also, he never goes out of the house. And also, he would never wear that shirt. Like, he would put it on his wall. He might think it was funny enough to put it on his wall, but he would never wear it out. And I'm looking for maximum value with my cum shirt. If, I've, if I'm going to rep the colors of the Concordia University of Michigan, I want that flag flown high, baby. And I want it out in public. And Mex would never wear it. I know he wouldn't. But I have a friend who would. There is one person that I know. I guarantee you there is one person that I could tell you for sure would wear it the instant it showed up at his house. And that is Evil Dennis from the goddamn UN of Evil. And I knew, I knew he would get it. So I texted his, his wife right away. And I'm like, hey, what kind of shirts he wearing these days? And he wears a medium, whatever. So I, I bought the fucking shirt instantly. And I was going to buy him a hoodie. And I'm like, nah, let's get him a shirt. Don't go fucking crazy. Uh, <laughs> but I bought, I bought him a cum shirt. And I, I paid for it. It was like, it was like 30 bucks. And I, but I didn't give a fuck. It was so, it, it made me laugh. Cause I know, cause again, I know him and I know he would, cause he's a child and he would fucking laugh till he was stupid, which wouldn't be too long. And then he would wear the motherfucker. He'd wear it to church. He's that kind of dude. So I was like, I got it. Cause I want maximum impact. So I'm like, all right, I'm getting this fucking shirt for Dennis. So I did. I texted Kelly, his wife, and I got what shirt does he wear? She said medium. I bought it. I packaged it. I got. I have his address. I sent it. I mean, I I did this. This whole thing took fifteen minutes from the time I saw it. There wasn't even an instant where I said, "Don't do this." Now look, you know, as as we all know, we're gripped in the throes of a pandemic. Who knows where the next money's coming from? As as I've told you, they just dropped bombs and all of the check reams of paper that they would use to print out any checks on top of the heads of people in Syria. So who knows when they're going to fucking make this happen. So you have to kind of watch your P's and your Q's and your pennies and your dollars. And you got to make sure you don't get fucking ahead of your skis. But come on, if there's a dumb shirt that says, come on it, I, I'm like, you know what? If I've got to figure out a way, if I have to go two days without eating Chinese food and just, and just eat a bag of noodles, I'll do it just to see Dennis wear the fucking stupid cum shirt. So I buy the Concordia University of Michigan shirt. Uh, and I, I, it's, I fucking send it off. It's great. So like four hours later that night, I get a, an email from the website where I bought it and it just says, Hey, thank you for your purchase. Yay. And I open it up and it says, uh, shirt should be delivered in uh, seven to 10 days. Thank you so much. And it's got the amount I paid. And then it's got a photo of the shirt And the photo of the shirt they send me has just a C-U with no M. And it still says Concordia. It's still the same fucking shirt. But somehow the M has left the C-U-M shirt and joined the M-I-A shirt because that M is missing in fucking shirt action. And I immediately, because I knew, look. When I bought the fucking thing, that's why I bought it so quick, because I knew that they were going to see this fucking brush fire on the Internet and stamp it the fuck out. But I bought it. I bought it. And I was like, I was like, all right, let's do it. And oh, I should. Oh, that's fuck. I should tell you this. Uh, I got an initial proof of purchase without the without the shipping receipt. I got the proof of purchase and it had the C.U.M. on the shirt. I had the photo. 
thank you for your purchase. And then when it said, okay, your order's been processed, it had the CU on it. And that was four hours later. And I, dudes, I immediately like fucking wrote them and I go, listen to me, don't even try to change this. And I, I was very professional, but I said, this is not the shirt I purchased. This is not the shirt I want. I want the shirt I bought. And if you'll see here, I'm attaching the imagery of the shirt that I purchased. And, uh, and they didn't answer me back. And a couple days went by and I told Dennis, I go, keep an eye out, man. There's a shirt coming. And he said, cool. And then like five days later, I got a note and they said, all right, your shirt has shipped. And it was the CU shirt. And I wrote him again. I go, fuck. I didn't say fuck you, but I was like, listen now. And now I got bass in my voice and I'm like, I am canceling this order. If it is anything other than the shirt that I purchased, you cannot bait and switch me with an internet image. And then after I purchase it, you send confirmation of that purchase with a graphic showing the shirt I've purchased. And then four hours later, send me a shirt that you're going to be, it's a shipping proof of shipping that has different numbers on it or letters, whatever the fuck. Oh, I'm babbling. Who cares? I could read it to you, but you bored already. Already. You hate the story. So I'm like, fuck this man. So then, uh, I, and I, I like, look, I go, look, I do not want this shirt. I absolutely, it will be refused. I will not, we will not open it. If you cannot confirm that it is not the shirt I purchased, they wrote me back and they were like, um, well, we see the shirt that you're purchased and that's the shirt that we shipped. And I said, okay, so it says CUM and it matches this because you sent me proof and it said just this with CU. And they said, yes, that's the shirt we shipped. And I, you know, again, this is 10 hours later. Okay. They're, they're answering me. It's not answering me instantly. They're answering me the next day. Yeah, that's the shirt we shipped. So I immediately wrote them back and I go, so you sent the, this shirt and I, I put the logo, you're the one I bought or this shirt and the one they shipped. And she goes, we shipped the second shirt. That's the one you purchased. And I go, no, it is not. And then the next day, so this goes on for two weeks and I, I'm like, I want my money back. And then I, and they don't do it. And so I said, all right, I'm opening up, uh, I'm, I'm protesting the purchase at my bank. I'm contesting it. So I did, I opened it up a Citibank. Citibank, what, what happened? I said, all right, brace yourself. I said, I bought a shirt and, uh, and they initially told me they were shipping it. But then four hours later, they sent me a different shirt that they were sending and they go, well, what's the difference? And I said, all right, the first shirt said CUM on it. And there's a pause and, and the guy goes, excuse me. Oh yeah. It was for a university. It said Concordia university of Michigan. And it said C U M as the abbreviation. And I said, I'm not passing up a cum shirt. And the guy goes, well, okay. So what did they send you? I go, well, they say they're sending a CU shirt. I go, but they confirmed the purchase with the C U M shirt. That's what I bought. That was what was on the website. That's what I paid for. He goes, okay, well, we'll open an investigation. So they start doing their investigation. Meanwhile, I'm writing these motherfuckers and they're taking four and five days to reply to my fucking emails. And here's the weird thing. It's always the same chick. Her name is like favela or some shit like that. And it's always the same girls writing me back. Like but this customer service fucking department had to be one person and they had to be beleaguered by people who bought cum shirts and got bait and switched. And, uh, Finally, I said, look, man, I've opened up a, uh, a dispute with my bank. My credit card will be reversed. I'm just letting you know this. And if this shirt does show up, we'll immediately refuse shipping. And she goes, well, let us know when the shirt shows up because there is a chance it could still be the shirt that you purchased. I'm like, what are you talking about? You told me it's the CU shirt. And they're like, well, I'm just telling you that there was shipping that was done that possibly. And I'm and again, just garbage a way to fuck it. But they, she goes, you need to cancel your dispute with the bank, though. And I said, no, I go, it'll run its course and we'll see what happens. But I've already given them all of the paperwork, including the image of the shirt that I purchased and the image of the shirt that you said you're shipping. I said, and again, if the shirt comes, we're not even opening it. She goes, well, no, you, you need to open it so you can verify what shirt it is. Now, look, if he opens it, 
they're going to go, no, you opened it. It's yours. I mean, I'm not playing that fucking game. I go, look, we're not opening it. We don't want it anymore. I go, look, even if it is the CUM shirt, I don't even fucking want it anymore after all the goddamn hoops you made me jump through. And she's, and I'm, so we're texting back and forth because she won't answer the fucking phone. There's, I, I just got to write them. And then finally, uh, <laughs> they said, all right, we can give you a refund. Oh, by the way, I should tell you this shirt never shows up. Shirt never shows up at Dennis's house. Like, I, you know, so. I, I, here's what I assume happened. The CUM thing happened and all of a sudden they started making all these sales and they were like, holy fuck. And then they looked at the initials and they went, holy fuck. So they had to change the shirt and they just hoped that people would be embarrassed. It's like when guys, like we've talked about this before, when like, uh, they send you that email for like how to make your dick bigger by two or three inches. And then you, you're supposed to buy some pills or whatever the fuck, or a goddamn anvil and a rope. And it's supposed to stretch the fuck out of your cock. And then if it doesn't work, what are you going to do? Sue them? Because then you've got to go into a court of law and sit up there and go, yeah, I tried to make my cock bigger with their pills and it didn't work. Like you have to you have to shame yourself. So they figured that people weren't going to go ahead and dispute this bullshit. And they wanted to just go ahead and accept the cum shirt and 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 and, and you know, they have egg on their face or I guess it's a terrible fucking phrase. People would just have cum on their face. So uh, they just assumed that they'd ride it out. And then they shipped just either the CU shirts or because they can't. There's no way they shipped the CUM shirts because I would have seen them in the wild by now. But this whole thing took a month of back and forths, my bank with the dispute. So then again, like I said, they wrote me and they go, okay, we will refund your money. But first you have to drop the dispute at the bank. And I says, no, I said, refund the money and I'll drop the dispute at the bank. Why would I drop the dispute if you don't refund my cash? And she goes, well, I'm telling you that we can't release your funds unless you drop the dispute at the bank. So then I get a letter from Citibank that tells me they've investigated and uh, they have ruled against me in this dispute because they didn't have enough information and they wanted me to give them even more information so they could continue investigating for another six weeks. So here's what I did. I, uh, I wrote these people and I said, all right, you got me. I've dropped the dispute with the bank. And then uh, two days later, they wrote me a note and they said, I can confirm that your funds have been released for refund should take five business days. And I just sat there over those five days. And again, it was only like $35 with shipping, but uh, it's the principle of the thing. Cause let me tell you something. If I pay for cum, I want cum. Don't try to just give me cum. I'm working hard over here. If I'm, if I'm spending $35 for cum, you better give me what I asked for. And you bet. I want cum all over my chest. If I'm going to spend 35 bucks, you better have cum all over my chest. Whether I'm depressed and spending money, I shouldn't spend or I'm sending it or not. And then finally it turned out that, uh, uh, I got my money back. And he never got the shirt, so I don't know what the fuck happened, but goddamn, that was the last time I spent any money. And I was like, see what happens here? See what happens in a pandemic? You can't be spending money on fucking cum shirts. Here's another dumb thing I did. Again, <laughs> I just, I'm so stupid. Elon Musk, who again is a fucking jag off, right? We know this. He's a, he's a weed smoking troll. His, his son is an algebra equation, whatever the fuck. Great. And he's worth billions. Good for him. He, uh, he tweeted something and it was like, uh, thank me later, go to this website. 
and and it was his account. So, I'm, so I checked to see if he'd been hacked and he hadn't. So I'm like, all right, I'll take a look. Whatever Elon, because again, he's crazy enough to go, hey, the first 15 people here get a million dollars. You know what I mean? Some, and this is where we're at as a country. Like, I can't pretend that I've got a job that's stable or I'm going to be like, oh, you know, everything's fine. No, if, if it's if it's at a point now where like Elon Musk might accidentally drop his wallet on my foot and crush all of the bones in it because it's so heavy and then possibly reward me with a million dollars for my trouble, then I will walk as closely behind Elon Musk as I need to. But he's like, go to this website, thank me later. So uh, I, like I said, I checked to see if he was hacked and it wasn't some weird link. So I go to this website and it's some, uh, it's a watch company and their, and their fucking website is all space age. And they're like the, the, I don't know, the cunnilingus black fucking special gun black watch. A $175 value is free if you only pay shipping. And I'm like, all right, hold on a second. This doesn't make any sense. You can't just be giving away $175 watches for the price of shipping. That's outrageous. Don't you know there's a pandemic on, man? But then I remembered it was Elon Musk. Elon Musk, who invented electricity. Elon Musk, who, who built the flying car. Elon Musk, who right now, at this moment, this is not even a joke, has like a, a Chevrolet Corsair driving around the, in space uh, playing the heavy metal soundtrack. It's that Elon Musk. This fucking weed head knows his shit. So I'm like, all right, if they're giving away free watches and he sent me here, Elon Musk sent me, I've got to get this watch. It's got to be a fantastic deal. Maybe this could be some true space age nonsense. Maybe there's a fucking, uh, uh, it's going to be heavy. It's going to be, it's going to be pendulous. I don't know why I thought it would be pendulous, but it was a, a gun black, uh, the cunnilingus, whatever, the Cadillac of watches. So I'm like, all right, it's 20 bucks with shipping, 1995 for shipping. And, uh, and in my brain, I'm like, wait a minute, $20, this thing better get here now. Like I, I better, I better hit enter and some of it are knock on my fucking door. Uh, but then I do some research and I look and it looks like this watch is coming all the way from Singapore. Ooh. Now, I don't know if you know this. I don't know if you've done any reading on Singapore. Uh, time is precious over there. Certainly more so than it is here. Here, time is whatever the fuck. You're like, what time is it? You're like, I don't know, noon, whatever. But over in Singapore, they know it to the goddamn second. Why? Because of the cunnilingus gun black watch that everybody in the population got for free, courtesy of Elon Musk's fucking tweet. So, uh, so I thought to myself, I'm like, well, look, Musk recommended this. I'm in. I'm getting the gunnelingus gun black watch. And, uh, and so I, I, I enter my information. Here's what I did do though. They wanted my credit card information and I went, Oh no, I, I've been burned in the past by that. Cause one time I bought a hockey Jersey, a hockey sweater. Uh, I think I told you this story. I bought a hockey sweater and I was very excited. And then when I hit, I, I put in my credit card information and I hit enter literally the, the, the page was walls of Chinese characters. All of the English disappeared. There was no confirm. There was, it just was, it literally, it looked like the matrix. You know, when all the numbers are flying around or in the hangover, when he's doing the math in his fucking head, all of a sudden just Chinese characters started scrolling all over my screen. And I went, I just got fucking buried. So I called my bank and stopped payment on that. As I've talked about before, and I got a refund, which was good. I filed a dispute immediately. Uh, and I didn't get burned for it, which is fine. Cause also, you know, I'm a cash operation over here. I can't afford to get fucked. Which is why getting Elon Musk's free watch appealed to me. <laughs> Stupid. But I was like, Singapore, of course, I'm in. They wanted my credit card information. I'm like, you know what? No offense, Singapore. 
but I've never been there. I don't know any of you guys. And uh, I don't feel comfortable giving my, uh, my credit card information. So that was like, you could pay with PayPal as well. Now, PayPal, see, there you go. PayPal's got like a, uh, uh, like a bunch of borders on it, right? Where it's like, ah, yeah, you know, you don't have to worry about PayPal. It's uh, there's all sorts of insurance. There's all sorts of fucking uh, roadblocks to anybody who tries to steal it, especially especially Singaporeans who might try to delve into your account. Uh, so I was like, I'll use PayPal. So I spent them twenty dollars via PayPal, and it said, all right, sit tight, the watch is on its way. And uh, and I waited, and I waited, and I waited. Now let me tell you something. Uh, it seemed like a long time here in America. But can you imagine how long it seemed in Singapore? Holy fuck, do they take their time seriously over there, as evidenced by the cunnilingus gun black watch that everyone in the population is wearing. In fact, I have it on good authority that one out of every three babies is born wearing the cunnilingus gun black watch. And that's why it's so, so, so sought after. Uh, so I wait for it, and then I kind of forget about it. <laughs> And then I wait on it some more and then I remember it because it's, I have an email confirmation and then I get a note from them that says, Hey, it shipped. And I'm like, great. This is like two and a half weeks after I bought the fucking thing. Now, the way I figure it though, is again, Elon Musk, very popular gentleman, Twitter account out the ass. I'm sure everybody went and got a cunnilingus black watch. And I'm, I'm like, in my head, I'm like, man, I don't want to walk the streets with everybody wearing a cunnilingus gun black watch. But at the same time, if I see another person wearing the cunnilingus gun black watch, I can look them in the eye and just be like, nod and be like, yeah, Musk, right? They're like, ah, Musk. Ah, ha, ha. Look at me and you talking on Singapore time. So I wait and it tells me it's shipped. And then I wait a week after that and I check the tracking and it says in transit. And, uh, and then I check another week later and it says in transit. And I start to get a little worried. I, you know, I'm, I'm a gun shy fella. I can't tell you that I take these things uh, really seriously. And uh, it was a whim. Certainly. I, I trusted Elon Musk in his Twitter account. So in my head, I go, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go to their website. So I go to their website and it's fancy. Again, I was there already and it's got all the watch stuff. And then I thought, well, you know what? They're not going to tell me the truth at their website. There's no forum here. And there was no way to contact them that I could find. So I thought maybe I'll just Google cunnilingus gun black watch and see what the standard waiting time is. And uh, I put in the title of this watch and then I put an Elon Musk as well, because, look, I got to make sure the Internet knows I have some street cred. I've got to go ahead and throw that. In. I got Hey, by the way, I didn't just I didn't just happen upon this thing. All right. Uh, Elon Musk told me to buy the goddamn thing. So uh, I threw his name in there for credibility and it pops up the first word I see is scam. Elon Musk watch scam. And I let out a heavy sigh on my couch. And I, I, I go ahead and undertake the arduous task of doing the research and finding out how many people have been fucked by the Singapore cunnilingus gun black watch Elon Musk extravaganza and uh i i i it's fake all right and they're like people don't get the watch and also they said it's not from elon musk it's like a it's a dubbed tweet it's not really from him but i i checked he hadn't been hacked and it was from his verified twitter account there's no 
there's, you can't dummy that up friends. Should I have purchased the, the, the Elon Musk conolingus gun black Singaporean watch? Probably not. And yet it's the pandemic. I'm sitting around on a couch. Someone wants to give me a free goddamn watch. A genius recommends it. A fucking, certainly a weed head genius whose kid is a, is a pile of fucking numbers. Literally the kid's name is the serial number on my RCA stereo from when I was fucking 14. And yet I trust the musker and I'm like, all right, let's do it. And, uh, and so I read, I read on Reddit, all of these people. And there's other people who just reported it to scams. Nobody got the fucking watch. They said when they, uh, some people did get the watch and it was garbage, like something you would get at Disneyland. I mean, they just, they, they, they were miserable and everybody tore it apart, tore him apart. And I just, I, again, I sighed. And then I got to admit, I fucking laughed. Um, I laughed at myself because again, I, I fell for the cum shirt scam. I'm falling for Elon Musk's cunnilingus watch scam. I, they see me coming. This is, this is tailor made for the pandemic. This is just fat guys on couches saying what's too good to be true. This is the Mike who lost the three card money in fucking 1990 or whatever the fuck. I'm like, all right, man, let's do it. So, uh, so I, I resigned myself to losing 20 bucks and the, in my brain, I'm like, all right, at least I didn't spend 170 bucks. And also at least I didn't give these fucking people my credit card information. Cause then I have to admit, I would have been sweating like a motherfucker. You lose 20 bucks. You just go, you know what? It's your own fucking fault. You lost 20 bucks. And as far as I know, you know, fucking Elon Musk could own the fake watch factory. Maybe that's how he got rich. Maybe he never even invented a fucking electric car. Maybe he never even fucking made that happen. He's just been selling bogus fucking watches out of a trunk somewhere and making Singaporean dollars. Buying Bitcoin and Dogecoin or whatever the fuck. Dogecoin? I can't pronounce this shit. What is with people? Who's buying fake money? Hey, man, did you know one Bitcoin's worth $58,000? Oh, really? Did you know one Singaporean gun black cunnilingus watch is fucking worth $175? It's the same fucking thing. You might as well tell me we're having, uh, you know, cunnilingus gun black money coin. Cunnilingus gun black coin. That's the new fucking currency. You want to make that happen? So I tell you this story because I, uh, I then get a package and I, I ordered, like I said, I ordered my air fryer, certainly. I was waiting for that to come and I ordered liners for my air fryer and then I ordered extra baskets for my air fryer. Like I said, man, I, I was, it was a week where I guess, you know what? Sadness went by stuff and I did. And I got a package and I'm like, all right, I wonder what this could be. And I got it inside and I opened it up and it had the name of the company. And I went, wait a minute, are you fucking serious? And, uh, I opened up the box and there, what did my naked eyes behold? But the cunnilingus gun black Singaporean timepiece of my dreams. <laughs> it, uh, it look, it look, it looks exactly like the photo of what I bought. Does it seem cheap? Maybe is it a little small for my wrist. Probably. But goddamn, the thing showed up. So I can't cast any aspersions on Weedhead Musk. He told me I'd get a cunnilingus gun black Singaporean timepiece, and I'll be good goddamned if I didn't get a cunnilingus gun black Singaporean timepiece. It took long. It took eight weeks or whatever the fuck, but the goddamn thing showed up. 
Oh, by the way, $20 for shipping for the Cunnilingus Gunblack Singaporean timepiece straight from the Mystical Orient, straight from a shop where you can get Cunblack watches and gremlins on the same shelf. Uh, the, the return postage tag on the box? Fresno, California. <laughs> so so now I've got a cuddling his gun black Elon Musk approved Singaporean timepiece from Singapore by way of Fresno fucking California. How fucking fancy is that? That's all I've I've I'm raining dough all over the fucking internet. I'm I'm the guy. I'm making it rain. I got an air fryer I probably don't need to make chickens. I don't know if I'll ever buy. I got a cum shirt that I bought that didn't turn out to be a cum shirt, never fucking showed up in the first place. And now I got a Cunnilingus gun black Elon Musk approved Singaporean timepiece by way of Singapore via fucking Fresno. And again, like I said, it's fine, but I have an Apple watch. What the fuck? You know, because there was a time where I was like, I'm going to be a watch guy. I've got like six or seven nice watches or decent watches. And so I just threw this one on the pile. I don't need this fucking thing. But it was like free and it was the siren song and a fucking weed head genius tricked me into fucking doing it. I'm like, all right, let's make it happen. And now the fucking thing showed up and it's it's too small for my wrist. It doesn't look like a gumball machine watch, but who fucking, you know what it looks like? It looks like a watch I paid 20 bucks for. That's exactly what it fucking looks like. So I didn't get fucked, but I didn't fucking fuck anybody either. So there was no fuckery going on. Ridiculous. But this is what happens, man. This is what happens when there's a pandemic and it's been a year and you're trapped in your fucking house and you can't go anywhere or do anything. And I'm like, I don't know. What do I want to buy? A fucking weed head watch? Sure. What the fuck? Let's get an air fryer. I might make a Brussels sprout. Who the fuck cares? There's no future, man. So you just think to yourself, because the only thing I have right now, uh, uh, the only thing I have more than time on my hands is, uh, is the inclination to spend to paper over old wounds. And, and the only thing I have more of than the inclination to paper over old wounds is fucking old wounds. I told you I've been reading books, man. I, I read uh, I read this, uh, Ted Templeman's autobiography. I read a book uh, about candy, which was awesome. Um, and I read the I read Steve Gorman's Black Crow's book. And I and I talked before. I don't even know how the Robinsons are alive. I don't know how somebody didn't throw Chris Robinson off of a fucking tie him to a train track and watch him get run over like in an old movie. I mean, he's a fucking jag off. Uh, and do I still love their music? I do. But Jesus, that dude. And reading it, Steve Gorman is constantly on the verge of punching out Chris Robinson. And by punching out, I mean punching a hole in his chest and tearing out his beating heart and showing it to him just before they go on stage. I mean, he hates the fucking guy. So he realizes he's miserable in the band and he's constantly fomenting these plans to leave the Black Crows. I got to go. I got to get out of here. I can't do this anymore. And then finally, a friend of his is like, hey, man, there's a there's a book you got to buy. And if you read this book, it'll 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 change your mind. And he's like, what the fuck? There's just that can't be happening. And he's like, no, trust me, this book will change your life. You should read it. So he's like, all right, I'm on fucking tour. He's on a bus. What does he fucking care? So it's a book. Uh, it's a self-help book. And it's a book on uh, codependency. And it's by a woman named Melody Beatty. Uh, without telling too many tales out of school, I'm sure you can Google it, whatever the fuck. But, uh, but I read about it. And I'm like, he says, he reads this book and it changes his life. It, it completely fixes his brain. And then he realizes how to deal with these guys, right? And so I'm always looking for ways to constantly fix the fucking 
batshit noise I've got going on inside my skull. So I make a note when I'm reading Gorman's book. I'm like, you know what? That seems like something that I would want. So I go to Amazon and I look it up and there it is. It's uh, it's a book by Melody Beatty. I think it's called uh, Assisting Codependency. What the fuck? You know what? I'm going to look it up. Just I feel stupid telling you about it without fucking giving you the name of the book. Like I already gave you the name of her and what it's about. So let's uh, <laughs> let's look it up. It's Codependent No More is what it's called. Codependent No More by Melody Beatty. And, uh, it, you know, you can get a workbook, whatever the fuck. But it, but it's it's available all over the place. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get this I, because I, I'm in the middle of reading things. And always there's, uh, there's a lot of old ghosts that fly around my skull. And, and uh, you know, you guys are familiar with it. And so it, it's... I'd like to exercise them. I'd like to calm them. I'd like to I'd like to think about how I could deal with myself as a person and get better and move forward, especially at 53. I mean, I spent a year fucking kneecapping myself. So it's time. To, I'm like, I'll get this book. Maybe this will help. Uh, whatever. So I, I order the book. It shows up. And uh, and look, it looks terrific in the corner with my air fryer. <laughs> It looks lovely with my gun black cunnilingus fucking Singaporean Fresno watch laid out on top of it. Uh, no, I'm teasing. It is it is with the other books that I have. I have a pile of books to read. I've got some Henry S. Thompson. I got a Frank Zappa biography. I've got uh, I've got a, bu- a bunch of great books that were gifted to me by people out there for Christmas. Uh, and they're all and they're all waiting to be consumed. Uh, but Codependent No More is a book that I want to read because I, I want to fix my brain. So. uh and again, it was one of those things where I had, it was, it was 12 bucks, whatever the fuck. And I read about it and it, it caught my eye. And I was like, you know what? 12 bucks is a cheap price to pay to possibly get some help, you know, cause I haven't seen Shannon in a fucking year. So I'm like, man, eh, you got to do something, right? You got to start, you got to grab a spoon and start chipping away at the mountain of bullshit you fucking accumulated. So I grabbed the book comes here. I'm excited. I throw it in the pile <laughs> with everything else. And then, uh, Pat calls me up. And uh, he wanted to try to find a webcam and he he's asking what kind I use. It's a Logitech or whatever the fuck Logitech. And I try to give him the serial number. I go, well, I don't, I don't know. I took a picture of it. I go, it looks like this. I said, it was like 120 bucks. I go, I, I threw the box away. I go, you know what? Fuck it. I go, I'll look on Amazon and I'll find it. So I go back and I'm looking through, I'm trying to find my purchases on Amazon. So I go back to 2017 because that's when I got a lot of the stuff for the, the Twitch stream. And I'm looking for the camera and I can't find it. And I'm like, wait a minute, did I get it somewhere else? I, Because it couldn't have been in 2018 because I started streaming in 2018. I look at 2018, it's not there. And I look at 2017 and it's not there. And then I look at 2016 and uh, I'm scrolling back and I'm like, this seems way too far back. And I'm scrolling back in 2016 and I get to uh, the, <laughs> the spring and summer of 2016 and it's all of my past purchases. And uh, hey... Guess what I bought in April of 2016? Little book called Codependent No More by Melody Beatty. And my jaw hit the fucking desk and I went, you've got to be fucking kidding me. And I got up and I went over to my bookcase and I glanced down at the bottom shelf in the self-help section. Yes, that's right. I keep things grouped by topic on my bookcases. And right there, Next to my copy of Hold Me Tight by Sue Johnson, right there, next to my copy of Walking on Eggshells, was my 2016 unopened copy of Codependent No More by Melody Beatty. 
and I'll be goddamn divided and think to myself, you know, if only the guy who'd stayed here for the past three months had dusted this shelf more thoroughly, I could have saved myself 12 bucks. You guys can get me at Mike and Mike Schmidt comedy.com. You guys can be my friend at facebook.com slash the 40 year old boy. You want to be my friend, don't you? Of course you do. After this show, why wouldn't you want to be my goddamn friend? Uh, you can follow me at Snapchat and Instagram or Instagram and Snapchat. I reverse those. I don't like to say them in that order. Let's do that again. First of all, be my friend at facebook.com slash the 40 year old boy. I'm, that's right. I'm going back to the fucking beginning and you can follow me at twitter.com slash the 40 year old boy. I'm also on Instagram and Snapchat at Mike four zero Y O B much better. I'm at Instagram and Snapchat at Mike four zero Y O B. Go ahead and find me on there and reach out, reach out and touch me, please. Uh, what else am I on at Mike four zero YLB? Oh yeah. TikTok. I, I haven't opened that fucking thing in months, but I'm there. You can find me. Be my friend. In fact, I should open it right now to see if anybody wants to be my friend there. I will not. I, what if I did? This show's long enough. Uh, so Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok. I'm Mike four zero YLB. Find me and add me, please. I want to be added. Uh, 20, 20, 24 hours ago. I want to be added uh, to go, not a go. Uh, nothing to do, nowhere to go, go. I want to be uh, added. Hey, I want to say uh, thanks to our friend Ryan Dirks. He handles my web uh, stuff when I need him to. That means when I contact him, I haven't talked to that guy in years. <laughs> but still, I owe him an email. Certainly our friend Casey, who has reached out and done some cool stuff. I've got a, I owe him an email as well. Look at me owing emails to everybody all over the goddamn continent. And our great friend David Hernandez, whom you know, uh, he has done artwork for us in the past. He has done music for us in the past. He is, uh, he is a part of the 40-year-old boy family. We are family. I got my friend Max and me. Uh, he is a very busy gentleman. He's got all sorts of stuff going on. First of all, be his friend at facebook.com slash the, uh, David Max Hernandez. I almost, I almost made you go to my page, go to facebook.com slash David Max Hernandez and find him there. He's there lurking. You can see all of the artwork that he's done for me, for other people, for his projects. The guy makes memes. He reaches out and does all sorts of other goddamn artwork for his closed group. What's that? A closed group? Yes, there's a closed group. You want to join it? Yes, I think you do. And what you want to do is go ahead and find the closed group. This is dumb. That's dumb. You're dumb. I'm dumb. It's on Facebook. And uh, David is the guy who runs the show there. But if you want to join, you can try. And then he will send you some questions. You'll answer them thoroughly. And then you'll be part of the group. And then look at you. You're making fun of Jesus. Uh, so that's good news. So go ahead and join the closed group. This is dumb. That's dumb. You're dumb. I'm dumb. Like I said, he's got tons of artwork that you can see all the artwork he's done for the West side 86 jokers page. The artwork he's done for my, uh, he did, uh, what my profile pictures for a very long time. You can see those, I think on his fucking artwork, he's got it all segregated. I don't want to use that word. That makes it sound like his artworks at a lunch counter about to get eaten by dogs. No, thank you. I don't want that to happen. I do. I do not want his artwork to be attacked by dogs. So uh, instead it's, uh, it's placed in its own folders and you can go look at it. You can go peruse it. You can browse it. You can do all of those things. Go ahead and check it out. Uh, but as I mentioned, he's got his own, uh, uh, closed group. This is dumb. That's dumb. You're dumb. I'm dumb. You know what else the man has, uh, brace yourself. The man has a podcast. What you're goddamn right. Uh, like I said, I know your queue is already filled with my podcast. You're not listening to it for years and years, but, uh, but his, you go ahead and go ahead and download that right now. Why did I say go ahead twice? And then listen to that goddamn thing. It's called the phlegm cat podcast. That's two words in the middle. P-H-L-E-G-M-C-A-T, the Flem Cat Podcast. 
Go ahead and listen to him as he talks about Bruce Lee and all sorts of other interesting stuff. He sings songs. He covers a Black Crow song this week. You want to check that out? It's fucking amazing. Uh, I don't want to give away which one it is because when you hear the opening chords, then you go, oh, yes. And I'll tell you this, uh, Max, once the Black Crows hear it, if the Ro- one of the Robinsons hears it, they may fire the other Robinson. Either Chris will fire Rich and make Max play guitar or uh, Rich will fire Chris and make Max sing just so the two of them don't want to kill one another all the goddamn time in the tour bus because they're back at it. They were headed out on the road for their 30th anniversary tour, and then the pandemic came. And I can't think of a band more suited to be affected by disaster after reading their book than the fucking Black Crows and all the infinite mistakes they made in their career. It's ridiculous. Read the book. Uh, But that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about a man who never makes mistakes. Our good friend David Mex Hernandez. Like I said, he's got his podcast, the Flemcat podcast available now in the Apple podcast space in the iTunes store. I think it's on Spotify, wherever you find great podcasts, you're going to find his podcast. It's there lurking, waiting for you to check it out. I mentioned his closed group and also the man does artwork made to order. What's that? That's right. If you want to hire him to paint you, paint your friends, you want him to do your Facebook caricature, you want him to paint your fucking turtle, whatever the fuck you got that you want painted, the man can go ahead and work with He does oils. If you want something fucking amazing, you can frame. He does watercolors, which you can also frame. I've done that with a couple of different watercolors from him. I think three different. Amazing work. Terrific. Unbelievably talented. A renaissance man that you should throw money at immediately. Uh, check out his artwork on Facebook.com slash David Max Hernandez, but also at his website. What? He also has a website. Yeah, man, it's not fucking 1975. You can go to his website and see other artwork that he's done. Why not check it out now? Artbydmh.com. That's A-R-T-B-Y-D-M-H dot com. Welcome to the DMV. May I help you? Shield your gaze, maggot! You are in the presence of Thorgod, Deathbringer from the inner circle of the seventh level of hell! I am Yeep, herald to the depraved one, and it is I who controls your fate! Follow my instructions completely, and perhaps my lord will choose to anally desecrate you only until he becomes born with the savaging! Fail me, and rest assured that he will dedicate himself to the task until the very length of his rancid members spills forth from your pitiful mind! He who brings pain demands that you procure a license, allowing Thorgod to operate any earthly vehicle. You will do this immediately or face the unholy aftermath. You need to stand in line for the test. A test? A parasite such as yourself is not fit to test the mighty Thorgod? A beast who is dying on human flesh such as yours with the Dark Lord himself? The only test to be administered lies waiting for you in the abyss. Everyone takes the test. No! Live out the rest of your cursed days knowing that hell goblins await your arrival in the pit, eager to test the limits of your spine, twisting and cracking endlessly until your screams produce only blood. We now leave your domain, but know that we will soon violate you in ours. Look away! Oh, Thorgar, yes, it is a nice day. Yes, the fresh air will do you good. But yes, yes, we can look at bicycles later this afternoon. I know you're thinking to yourself, you're thinking, does Mike still have sponsors? Well, actually, you're probably thinking, hey, what's that noise? That would be my neighbor on his phone through the wall because I live in a tissue house. He can probably hear me, so he now he knows that I know he's on the phone, or he knows that I know. He knows that I know. Let me tell you something, Alice. Bang, zoom. Uh, are there sponsors for this show? Inexplicably, yes, there still are. But before I get to that, let's talk about this. Let's talk about me being part of the Misfit Toys 
podcast co-op with several partners, fantastic partners. You may even hear them periodically on this show. I understand there was a Doug Benson ad just uh, last week, perhaps. I don't know if you're all getting different ads. How the fuck do I know any of this? What am I supposed to do? Listen to this goddamn thing. Uh, First of all, never not funny. My good friends, Jimmy and Matt, along with Garen and Elliot, lovely and talented people in their own right. Garen just reached out to me and he's like, first of all, Garen's a teacher, which I didn't fucking know. And by the way, I shouldn't even be talking about this because he didn't say I could, but oh, well, cat's out of the bag. Garen's like, hey, man, I need you to talk to my class about some stuff. And I, of course, I I did what I always do where I try to talk him out of it. I'm like, yeah, I'd love to do that. I don't know if your uh, your students are going to think that I'm a success story by any means. You know, you literally work on an extremely popular podcast. I don't know why you're coming to me. Uh, but I can only assume he's been turned down by everybody else at the Misfit Toys Co-op. So he reached out to me and he's a good person for doing so. And I'm excited to talk to his class sometime in April, which what that means is, hey, Mike, here's a buffer of six weeks. I may cancel you if I find someone better. And I would understand completely. Uh, but I'm excited to do it anyway. The never not funny part of the Misfit Toys Co-op with our friends, Jimmy, Matt, Elliot and Garen. Uh, Doug loves movies hosted by Doug Benson. He loves movies and he does a show about it every goddamn week. And he's got that dude from Freaks and Geeks. Everybody, uh, well, they don't hate him. I don't want to say that either. That sounds terrible. Aren't people mad at him because he wins all the time? I I think so. The rumor is, uh, I don't want to say names, but I thought there was one dude who's always constantly really good. uh, And everybody's like, boo. But perhaps I'm wrong. I don't know. I, I need to delve in and listen more often. There's the Todd Glass Show which features Todd and probably any number of musical instruments and him knocking things off of shelves and being shocked that he did. And also guests who are enjoying his brand of wackiness. The always popular No Fun with Jen Kirkman, which is Jen, who reached out to me this week and asked for some uh, commercial spots. Because while you're hearing Doug Benson spots and Jen Kirkman spots, I was supposed to give spots as well. And as I've told you in my brain, I'm like, no one wants a Charlie in the box. No one wants a Schmitty in the box. Nobody wants to hear my promos. And yet uh, here's Jen Kirkman. Big star and the host of no fun with jen kirkman reaching out and saying where's your promos man and that's what i like i like when the misfit toys co-op becomes an actual co-op and they actually reach out to one another and by reach out i mean they tell me what the fuck why aren't you doing your work man so good for her thank you jen you're lovely and talented and i appreciate it very much uh fantastic writer wonderful podcaster check out her show no fun with jen kirkman and then of course there's let me watch your movie with you jonah ray who wants to watch your movie with you. And as I've said before, somehow they should team up Doug loves movies and let me watch your movie with you because then uh, Doug is loving a movie that Jonah wants to watch with him. But what if Jonah chooses a movie that Doug doesn't love? And then it's just, let me watch your movie with you. There's possibilities are endless. Ladies and gentlemen, the misfit toys co-op never not funny. Doug loves movies. The Todd glass show. No fun with Jen Kirkman. Let me watch your movie with you. Jonah Ray and the one you're listening to right now, the 40 year old boy podcast. Hi, I'm Mike. Uh, glad and proud to be a part of the Misfit Toys Co-op. It's great and I'm excited. And go listen to all of those shows. Download them and subscribe. And also while you're there, go ahead and download and subscribe to The Paranoid Strain. Why did I say the like that? The Paranoid Strain, a show you need to hear. It's a brilliant show. It's a show destroying conspiracy theories. It's our good friend, Fearful Jesuit, and our even closer friend, Dana Unicorn. Uh, she and I just have, well, right now it's just a texting relationship, but I feel that we're becoming friends in that she answered me once. <laughs> so that means, you know, I, I've sent her a million texts and once she sent me a response and I was like, look at us, we're friends. Look at us getting along. Uh, but Dana Unicorn and in Fearful Jesuit holding it down on the Paranoid Strain podcast right now. Uh, they just put out a new show Monday and it is a, uh, it was episode 17, part four. And it was where they were talking about the, uh, look, you've heard it before. You've downloaded stuff. It's about whether reality is real. 
and uh, scientists trying to explain it. And it's just, it's uh, look, it's an analyzation. It's an uh, analyzation. Is that a word? They analyze reality. Uh, so go check it out right now. First of all, subscribe because I knew stuff. I knew stuff is coming soon. I know for a fact because uh, I had to do something, but I, I'm telling you new stuff is on the way from our great friend, fearful Jesuit, the paranoid strain podcast available right now in the iTunes store, the Apple podcast store, wherever cool podcasts are found, download it. Now go ahead and write him a note. Here's his email address. The paranoid strain at gmail.com. The paranoid strain at gmail.com. Write him a note. Tell him you love him. Tell him you love the show. Tell him you heard about it through me and you love me. You're just full of love. Look at you. You got all sorts of things that you're loving and you're telling everybody about it. Send him an email telling him you think he's great. And also leave a review in the iTunes store about the show saying you think it's grand. If you want to mention you heard it through me, that's pretty cool. You don't have to, though. I think we've graduated past that, although I do like being mentioned. But if you'd like to go ahead and just say, hey, man, Paranoid Strain's a fantastic fucking show and you will love it. I, I don't blame you. So do that. Write him a note at his Gmail address and uh, download and listen to all of them, man. It's. Stuff I can't do, as I've, I've mentioned many times before, I am uh, fascinated by things that I can't do. And he sits down and is a very meticulous, well-written show. He interviews people. He, uh, he builds a show like a, like a goddamn Tetris puzzle. With me, as I've mentioned before, it's, uh, we're a shotgun. We're just spraying fucking buckshot all over the goddamn place. It's a Gatling gun. Certainly, I can bring a scalpel to the party, but instead, I prefer to just spray down everybody. I just fucking want to leave bodies in my goddamn wake. Uh, uh, and Jesuit, he's got a, a fucking, you know, he's got, he's got one of those fucking hunting pistols that you can kill a bird from four miles away. You know, those fucking things. He's very, he's very meticulous. He's very precise. And me, fuck that. I just, I, I literally, I'm like, I'm like the dude who bursts into a fucking, uh, uh, like a Western saloon with two fucking shotguns and just starts wailing on everybody. So, uh, I don't know why it has to be violent, but it does. Jimmy Pardo used to ask me it all the time. Why do all of your, uh, similes, I don't know if your analogies have to be violent. Hey, man, I don't know. The f- and what the fuck do you want to do about it? That was what I said to him, uh, because I often did that. That's how I handled my business. Anyway, that's neither here nor possibly there. Our good friend, Fearful Jesuit, has the Paranoid Strain podcast. His friend, Dana Unicorn, helps out as well. Go ahead and subscribe, download, leave a review, and send him an email. All of those cool things are ready for you to do right now, today. Don't wait. Don't delay. Uh, you want to talk about cash? I think you do. Don't you want to talk about cash? You know, there's cameo out there right now. I have a cameo pending. Uh, a lovely person has hired me to do a cameo. I won't say who, uh, but I'm excited to do that cameo for them. And once I get it done, Oh, it'll be locked and or loaded. I probably have to fix my hair before then. Uh, cause that's video. This is just talking. This is me just yammering. I don't know. I, I might not even be wearing fucking boxer briefs right now. I can just be fucking have balls swinging while I'm doing this fucking thing. Uh, but with a cameo completely different. Although I, was, I could have ball swinging doing a cameo too. It's not like I got to wear pants there. It's not a full body shot. It's literally from the chest up. Uh, so I could, I could be naked from the waist down on all of your cameos. I could be naked from the waist down on all these podcasts. I could be naked from the waist down when I go through a drive through and I get food. I could do, you know what? I could be naked from the waist down a whole fucking lot. It's the pandemic, baby. Nobody gives a flying fuck. Pants are out. And oh, this is also funny. I haven't worn, like I said, I've, I've worn pants like three times in the pandemic. Um, I haven't worn a watch since March. So what the fuck am I doing buying a goddamn cunnilingus gun black Elon Musk weed head fucking Singaporean timepiece via Fresno? You know why? Because I wanted to put it on the pile. I put books on the pile. I put watches on the pile. That's how I handle everything. Everything goes on the goddamn pile. That's how I make it work. I told you I was just in a money spending mood, man. I started this, this happened. I stopped to buy a fucking hamburger. I wanted a hamburger. 
And In-N-Out has good burgers, but for some reason I wanted to try to find, I wanted to give it, you know, there's, there's local small businesses you want to give a shot. You want to try them out and you want to help them out, especially during the fucking germ. So there's a place that just opened by my house and I've driven by it a couple of times. And I'm like, you know what? I had to pop in there and get a hamburger. So this day I happened to go, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going in there and getting a burger. I pull up, there's a kid in there. It's open. I walk in the door and I, uh, I look at the menu and it all looks good. And he goes, sir, we're closed. And I mean, he's in there. The grill's on fire. It's only like six o'clock. Uh, but I, what am I going to do? Fight. So I just went, Oh man, bummer. Cool. I go, you get a menu I can have for next time. He goes, sure. And he gave me a menu. Very kind, nice uh, young boy, a young gentleman, young boy, uh, young man. And so I got in the car, I looked at the burgers and they all look pretty good. They have a grandma burger and, uh, and an uncle burger. I'm excited to try them, but, uh, I wanted protein, man. That was what I wanted. So I, I knew there was a barbecue joint on my way home from the burger house. I'm like, well, they got burgers. Maybe I'll stop in there. So I stop at the barbecue house and I walk up and I was going to get a burger, but there's a sign on the door and it says beef ribs available weekends only. And I was like, oh man, I, all right. I said, uh, you know what? I think I want a beef rib. He goes, oh, okay, cool. And I go, does it come with anything? He goes, nah, it comes with barbecue sauce and uh, you know, a side of pickled onions. I said, all right, that's fine. And he goes, uh, well, it's 28 bucks. Uh, and then with tax, it's, it's like uh, 32 or whatever the fuck. And I was like, whoa, all right, hold on a second. <laughs> I said, maybe because it's only me. Maybe I should hold off on getting the beef rib. I don't know what it is. Uh, I mean, I know what it is. When I worked at, um, at the barbecue house, when I was Travis barbecue, we sold beef ribs and they were fucking amazing. So I was like, maybe I don't want a beef rib. I go, let me think, um, you know, I, maybe I'll get uh, a burger. I'm looking at this and then, you know, they've got, and I've been to this place before they have great food. And then in my brain, I just went, what the fuck are you doing? get a beef rib. You can eat it tomorrow too. So I says, you know what, dude, just give me the beef rib. He goes, great. And, uh, you know, with tip and everything out the door, it was, uh, it was more money than I should have paid for dinner, especially just for meat. Uh, but then he gives me, he goes, all right, I'll, I'll get it when uh, it'll be ready in about five minutes. So I go outside and he comes, he's like, here you go, sir. And he hands me this fucking foil tray, like a K, you know, when you get a catering tray and it's filled with coleslaw, you know what I mean? Like a big silver fuck. And I'm like, oh boy. And it was heavy. So I got to my fucking house and I opened it up and holy fuck, this looked like I wear a size 14 shoe. This looked like somebody smoked one of my Air Jordans. Like it literally just looked like my, it was that big. It was a beef rib, two fucking huge bones, gigantic fucking beef. And I'm like, I'm what I, and I actually put a picture of it on social media. Cause I'm like, you know what? I need friends to help me eat this goddamn thing. All I wanted was a burger and I wind up bringing this home. Cause that's. I'm in that mood, man. Pandemic Mike. If you're a hobo and you come near me, you're going to want, you might walk away with a fucking handful of cash. Uh, so I, so I literally ate that till Thursday. That's not a joke. I made rice and all I would do is on uh, every day I ate it because I ate it Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I made rice and I would put chunks of meat in the bowl with the rice and pour barbecue sauce on top of it. And that's what I ate for five days. And it was glorious. So then it mitigated the cost. The thing was 35 bucks, but I ate over five days. So the way I look at it, that's seven bucks a day. I bought $7 worth of beef a goddamn day. It's a pretty good deal, right? But, uh, but I put the picture. It's, go, it's worth going to check out the picture because holy shit, was it huge. And I'll tell you what, I actually, I bought, I have Chinese food I'm getting tomorrow. <laughs> this is fucking terrible. There's a Chinese joint. It's not by my house. It's in downtown LA, but I follow them on Instagram and they have a, a dish that was named one of the top five dishes in Los Angeles for the year of 2021. And it's called a Hainan chicken or Hainan chicken. And it looks, I, mean, I got to admit, it doesn't look appealing, but I got to try it because everybody swears by it. So I followed them on Instagram to see when they're going to fucking sell it next. But then this week they sold 
They had a special that they announced. They announced two specials. But the thing is, it's a race against time, the pit and the pendulum. Check the rhythm and rhymes. Check the rhythm and rhymes when I'm bending them. God damn it. Fucked it up. Um, you have to like, they, they put them on sale at like one o'clock in the afternoon and everybody buys them. It's like buying tickets to a fucking concert. So they had these two specials. And on Thursday, I, uh, I happened to get in in time and I bought both specials. Should I have? No, of course not. I'm one man. But uh, but I'm going to have them. They'll be here lurking and I'll eat that for three fucking days or four or whatever the fuck. Uh, but I'll take a picture of that and I will post it on social media on Sunday when I get home with it. And I get I just I can't fucking wait. What a monster I am. All right. Uh, so that's who I am. I want to spend in dough. Anyway, the point is, do you want to fund these excursions? Do you want to be somebody who helps me buy Chinese food? Do you want to be somebody who helps me buy a beef rib as big as my goddamn liver? Well, then you should be a person who books me on Cameo. Go ahead and hire me to go ahead and tell somebody how good this beef rib was. I know I just covered it here, but I can go into even more depth for cash because I get 15 bucks for every goddamn Cameo. And that's you want to talk about a minimum wage, boost that up. Don't bomb Syria. Hire me to do a Cameo and I'm already locked in at minimum wage. And I'll tell you what, minimum wage, maximum effort. Because I am going to go ahead and just fucking talk your goddamn ear off in the Cameo. Go ahead and hire me to do so. I wish you would. Maybe I'll just eat Chinese food on your cameo. Whatever you want me to do, request it. Ask me to buy a beef rib and eat it and show you my rice recipe, which is a really easy recipe of just making rice. There's no recipe. Rice, a little salt, a little pepper, a little chili oil. Throw a little beef in there. God damn, is it delightful. Uh, so hire me for cameo. It's bookcameo.com or there's a cameo app you can put on your phone and just hire me to do whatever the fuck you want me to do on there. It's fantastic. And, uh, oh, you know what? I also have a PayPal. Get this. You can go to MikeSchmidtComedy.com. Brace yourself. You can go to MikeSchmidtComedy.com, and in the upper right-hand corner, there's a little horn boy. It says Donate on it. You can click on that on virtually every page, and uh, and then you'll be sending me money via PayPal. And, and I guarantee you, it, it won't go to Singapore unless they've got their tentacles in there. Hey, wait a minute. Didn't Elon, did Elon Musk own PayPal? Did he invent it? Wait a second. What if he backdoored me? What a fucking weed head Musk backdoored me, got me to use, he, he Jedi mind tricked me, said, oh, you want to use your credit card? And I said, fuck that. I'm not going to give you guys my credit card, just PayPal. And he went like a fucking villain because he knows all the PayPal ins and outs. He knows all the back doors. He's like the guys in war games. Fucking uh, uh, back doors are not secrets to Elon Musk. That fucking weed head's going to swoop in there. Him and Grimes take all of my cash, all of my beef rib money. How am I going to afford beef ribs if Elon Musk is tapping into my accounts? Uh, but if you want to go ahead and fund that PayPal, you can go to MikeSchmidtComedy.com, click on that horn boy in the upper right-hand corner of most of the pages, and you can send me a donation via PayPal. Now, I'll tell you what, you can send a one-time donation, which is fine. You can subscribe every month, so then you get something deducted and it comes to me every single month, which is also fine. I don't care. I'm getting the greenbacks. I'm getting the simoleons. I'm getting the dead presidents, baby. I'm getting the, the fucking uh, filthy lucre, if you will. I'm getting the uh, stacks, the fat stacks, whatever you want to call it. That's what I'm getting through PayPal. You can send it monthly. You can send it one time only. Whatever you want to do makes me happy. Go to MikeSchmidtComedy.com and in the upper right-hand corner, click on that horn boy and send me some dough via PayPal and make sure that Elon Musk doesn't see you coming because God damn, did that guy see me coming? Also, we have a Patreon to talk about. What? Yes, Patreon is a, uh, it's a service where you can give me money and that's nice. And I appreciate it very much. Patreon.com slash Mike40YOB. Patreon.com slash Mike40YOB. Become a patron of this show. Uh, 
Are there videos coming to Patreon? Eventually, certainly. I'll be going ahead and talking to you directly. Uh, and again, the thing now is like there's there's different tiers and people are very nice. And then I'm like, well, I can't talk to everybody because then the people at the higher tiers are going to be mad. Oh, if you lived in my brain, it's like the fucking tornado in Wizard of Oz. And uh, and also uh, get this. My brain landed on a witch. Uh, so what you want to do is go to patreon.com slash Mike four zero Y O B and hire me to do whatever the fuck you want. No, no, that's just paying me. That's pretty cool. Thank you for thinking of me. That's basically rewarding me for the podcast, uh, which is still coming out every week. Uh, it's, it's in the parameters of every week, but it's here and you're enjoying it now on this lovely weekend. Aren't you? I think you should be You're snowed in. What the fuck else are you going to do? Go ahead and listen to me as I ramble and yammer and something else with an AM in the middle. Uh, hold on. There's noise. I hear a neighbor. I don't know if somebody outside. I, look, I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to fucking put a finger on it. You might hear background noise. Don't fucking yell at me. And now you're like, why should I pay for this fucking thing? There's background noise. God damn you! How dare you give me my comeuppance? I did not want my comeuppance. Uh, so please go to Patreon.com/slash/Mike40YOB and become a patron to the show. It would make me very happy. Also, did you know I got channels where you can see me? Not just this. This is a podcast, and it's in your head and in your ears, and you love it. But also, you can watch me. I'm at youtube.com slash the 40 year old boy. Now, look, there's the archives of this podcast and a couple of old stand up things and some game clips, but others are coming. But also the important thing is twitch.tv slash the four. Well, the other important thing, I mean, YouTube is very important. Please subscribe if you will. That would be great because I'm working on getting monetized over there uh, because they changed things and I'm trying to fucking take a virtual machete and hack through and find out what the fuck is going on. Uh, but at twitch.tv slash the 40 year old boy, twitch.tv slash the 40 year old boy, I'm streaming on there. Uh, four or five times a week, Monday through Friday. You can find me on there. Usually four o'clock PM, Los Angeles time, sometimes five. We've been going at six o'clock recently. So we've been able to get our late night listeners, late night viewers to go ahead and tune in. We play puzzles. I play swords. There's this game called ghost of Tsushima where I'm chopping people up. Uh, what did I just get? I just got another new game. Is there a, I don't know what I got. Look, I got a bunch of stuff, puzzle games, me talking. It's all there. Taste tests this week. You know what I taste tested? I taste tested uh, rice fusion Peking duck hoisin sauce Pringles. Yeah, those exist. I found them and I ate them on a camera and they were fucking delicious. You know what they tasted like? Pecan duck wrap or pecan, not pecan duck, Peking duck. Tasted like Peking duck with hoisin sauce. If it tasted like pecan duck, that's a failure of naming. I'm going to say uh, the title of the Pringles, regardless. Anyway, go to twitch.tv slash the 40-year-old boy. There's all old clips that you can check out on there as well and see and catch up. Yesterday's show was actually good. Friday, what was that? Friday the 26th, I think it was. And uh, check that out. It was fun for about an hour. In the beginning, I was talking. I called an egg roll a crispy fleshlight. Look at the fun we're having over at Twitch. Why wouldn't you join me? Twitch.tv slash the 40-year-old boy. Tune in and check me out. I'm streaming all the goddamn time. But if you prefer the podcast, I can't argue with you. I'm here all the time. I'll be here every week. You can find me at Spotify. You can, well, you know, you got me. I'm in your ears. You know where to find me for fuck's sake. Uh, although I don't want to get lost in the woods because all the new podcasts are coming out. It's podcast season. Everybody's uh, starting them. I, I see people starting them all the time and go, oh, you're, you're not going to believe it. I've started a podcast. Oh, no, I can believe it. Trust me. If anyone can believe it, I can. Because guess what everybody's doing? Starting a goddamn podcast. Oh, yes. Including, guess what, guess what podcast started this week? Look, you think you downloaded a bunch of me and you're not listening to me. Uh, and I've talked before about the women recounting the Office episodes. Good for them. And then there's the people who's like, hey, we've never seen Star Wars. Let's watch it and do a show about it. Great. Uh, 
I don't know, man. Podcasts are niche marketing and then they trick people into listening and people listen all the time and it's fucking perfect. People love it. Trust me, I'm a guy who's tricked people to listen to me for fucking 13 years. Let me take a sip of water. Because I've been talking a lot. <clears throat> and my vocal cords are on fire. Uh, but I don't want to lose you. Again, I don't want to lose you to the bigger shows because the bigger shows are out there. Paul M. Tompkins has got like 10 podcasts now. Everybody's out there. They're busy. They're all vying for ear space in your head, and I don't blame them, including uh, this just started this week, and I saw it, and I thought it was a joke at first. Like the, I, I thought it was going to be uh, a couple of guys doing impressions. No, uh, for some reason, uh, Bruce Springsteen and Barack Obama have teamed up for a podcast. I, 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 uh, I don't, and it's about America. Is that what I'm to understand? Um, I, I look good for you. Do what you got to do to keep yourself busy. I know Bruce is not on the road and Barack is in, he's just with Michelle and they're in the mansion counting money. And I understand that they're very busy counting money. And they thought, you know what, you know, what would be good what to do with this counting money. Let's earn more money to count. It's, you know what? It's really, they've only started the podcast to earn more money to count because their, their hobby since they've left the white house is counting money. And look, do I like Barack Obama? Yes, I liked him in office. I found him to be a very classy gentleman. I enjoyed him. I admired him. I thought good things about him. But now this motherfucker is a competitor. And you think you can just waltz into my goddamn arena and take me on? You think you can step up, you fucking community organizer? That's the thing. You thought you were unqualified for the office of president because you only had community organizer background. You are infinitely unqualified to come into the podcast arena. God damn it. I just mentioned the words crispy fleshlight together. You ever hear that? No, you haven't. You're going to come here with you and Bruce Springsteen and talk about fucking Purple Mountain Majesties. You're going to talk about fucking uh, the highway being jammed with broken heroes and how you want to give them the audacity of hope. Fuck all that, buddy. This is all about fucking warfare. I'm here fucking ready with my goddamn microphone in each holster ready to take you both out. The fucking boss and the Barack just laying in the goddamn street with my fucking verbal tire tracks all over you two. You think you can fucking hang? You want to step in the